Welcome to the Ruckus Sessions. I think it's terrifying. I mean, this seems potentially like one of the biggest stories of my lifetime. And I don't care if it's about UFOs or whatever you call it. Something that we don't understand is getting very close to our military aircraft and the government isn't responding adequately. And I hope you keep sounding the alarm on this. UFOs have captivated the public interest for decades, but they've always been dismissed, including by me as the province of wackos. But that is changing thanks to some remarkable videotape and firsthand accounts from very sober people who are trained to identify aircraft. That would include us, ladies and gentlemen. We are trained to identify aircraft. Jesse, what are we doing? We are recording. Now tell me who the hell are you? I'm Jesse. And I am Cody. And I'm Mikey J. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have declassified information coming at you all the way from the barbershop with probably the most informed individual I am aware of on this subject. We got the barber, Mr. Darren. Hello, everyone. What up, Darren? Thanks for coming back, brother. What you guys were listening to was uh, Tucker Carlson introducing an expert and speaking on some recent videos that have been released to the uh, to the public. Now, the boys here in the Ruckus studio have uh, been rather intrigued, and it is of uh, what is it? It's a it's a frequent conversation while Mike and I sit in the barber chair with Darren. It's it's just one of those things, man. Where I agree with Tucker, where I'm like, whether whether it's whether people are going to admit this or they're not going to admit it, there's evidence of something. And that's the part that I'm most interested in is I don't even care what it is anymore. I just know that there's a something now. So now I just want to know more about the X fact. You know what I mean? Like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. yeah. And that's why we have Darren here. Maybe Darren can shed some light on that. Maybe Darren knows what is it that you whipping around in is. that spacecraft, Darren? I have no idea what it is. Darren's he's, all, he's, all re- he's already <laughs> saying right. I can't speak thanks, on that. Thanks for coming, Darren. We appreciate having you on the show. It's been the Rocket Sessions <laughs> podcast for another uh, Saturday. <laughs> well, and I think I think that's that's the big thing is that nobody knows what it is. The American military doesn't know what it is. The American government doesn't know what it is. And some of the top scientists that have been putting their heads on this have no idea what it is but there is something there is something abso- that they're absolutely at. there is something they there's there's the video proof that the dod has released uh so far three videos um that have been put out uh from uh to the stars academy uh tom DeLong's group and for some newbies the D- sorry sorry to interrupt for, for for the newbies dod uh department of defense okay department of defense and uh so they, it's been put out from uh to the stars academy um, of Arts and Sciences, um, which has a top, top-notch uh, crew of people um, who are um, ex-government uh, physicists, geneticists, um, all types of uh, all types of top minds in science are are putting their heads on this, and nobody can say what what they're seeing. Now, now this is this is my question on this because <clears throat> you know, I'm a big believer in in times change and you know, we're if we, if we don't watch history will repeat itself. But the one thing that I've noticed that history hasn't been able to repeat with itself is I can tell you scientists from history. Right? I can tell you about like, you know, Nicholas Copernicus or, you know, all these like like I know my stuff when it comes to that. But I couldn't tell you, like Cody and I were sitting back and watching videos and 
I couldn't tell you who these people were. So now my question becomes, are these people, A, really top scientists? And B, my next question becomes, are these people really the top scientists? And if they are, is this a game of the best place to hide is in plain sight? Like, are, are, they, are they giving these people to Tom DeLong to say, listen, let's go and just flood this guy with all the real information. Tell him what's up. But he is so far gone with believing everything that we've fed the public already that there's no way that he's not going to believe what we feed him now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, are they, are they just kind of opening the doors too wide right now like to make it that believable? was a big question so like are, are you are you talking about disinformation are you, yeah are disinformation you like are they are they giving everybody the, the the real information but the information is so real that they are like no one's ever gonna believe this so let's just say it anyways i think they're i i, I think they're presenting real information and i think what they're doing is they're bringing out bringing it out in a way that people are going to be able to absorb it um, what they're doing is, um, in the, in the UFO community here, you hear a lot about disclosure. A lot of people pushing for disclosure, Stephen Greer, um, there's, there's a whole load of people who are always pushing for the disclosure. They want the president to come out and say that there's aliens and, and everything like that. Um, my personal opinion is I, I don't think the government knows. And the reason why I think the government doesn't know is because when you look at the people that he has on his team at To The Stars Academy, these are people who, like I said, ex-CIA, people who've worked for the Department of, uh, Department of Defense. Um, you're looking at top scientists like um, uh, Hal Putoff, who has been working with the government since the 1960s. He worked on, um, he was involved in the whole program, like the Men Who Stare at Goats program. Uh, that type of stuff. He's a top physicist. He has patents in um, uh, propulsion technology and laser technology. Like this is this is a guy who knows this stuff, and these are all people who were working within the black government programs since some of them since the 1960s. Which is why you might not have heard of a lot of these people, right? Exactly, and because they're they're doing black project work. Um, uh, you now because they have retired from their government programs have now come into the public because they feel and from what um from what has been said is that they feel that the government isn't doing enough to acknowledge what these things are and they're not doing enough to try to figure out um how they work if whether or not they're threats uh and things like that so it, it's it's something that has been around since the 1940s with all the ufo sightings and things like that i think that the government just hasn't been able to get a grasp on what it is how they work where they're coming from and what they're trying to do now is they're they're, they're trying to use a public group to come out and say okay here's what we're going to do we're going to give you the information that we have um it, it's not con it, it's not disclosure what i think it is it's confirmation they've confirmed that there is something out there that there's a phenomenon in our skies that we don't know about. We can we can ascertain certain things about the phenomenon, but you can't exactly look at it and go, yes, it's aliens or That's what it's you and I were talking that. about. You were like, when it first happened, I'm sitting in Darren's chair and he's like, why the fuck is no one else freaking out? 
nobody is going like, uh, hello, the entire American government just admitted to hiding information from all of us. There's been UFOs and... But isn't it kind of the abusive relationship with that where, like, even you saying that right now where it's like the American government is hiding something from us. That that doesn't even but, shock me because I think, okay, let's look back at Vietnam. Well, let's yeah. Look back at, let's look back at, you know, let's look back at the... Watergate. Water, Watergate. You, you can look, go anywhere, yeah. But that's what I mean. So when people say, well, the, the U.S. government is hiding something from us. That's that falls on deaf Every ears. Government you have, to, you have to come out and say something like the U.S. government is going to put on a bra that looks like Madonna, and people, oh my God! No, the you know U.S. I mean? government the, is hiding aliens. But the U.S. government hides That's everything. Huge. That's what I'm saying. But but this, it, it may not be aliens. It may not be aliens. Um, I like how they changed it from UFO to UVAs to UVA. Now, do you think they did that just because... What's UAV? UAV? Sorry, UAV, yeah. Unidentified aerial vehicle. Yes, UAV. Now, do you, do you think and UATs, unidentified aerial threats, is, threats, is yeah. what they've been... Okay. Do you think they changed that to make it sound... More professional? More professional and not so... UFO's kinda... got a stigma around it now. Yeah, right? exactly. They, they, they don't... UFO is stigmatized. And, and you think UFO, you think flying saucer, aliens. Roswell. Ro- right. you, you think all of that type of stuff, right? Whereas... If you're using if you're using terminology like um, like like military yeah military as then you're you're giving it more you're getting a less you're getting away from that kind of woo woo kind of yeah I get what you're going you know aliens and you know type that stuff where, whereas hair. yeah because when when you nobody nobody knows it's aliens nobody knows who's driving these that things. asshole nope. with the hair so you you can't you know like to get away from that whole when you say UFO you think aliens when you think of uh, like unidentified aerial vehicle that's exactly what it is it's an unidentified aerial vehicle which it's makes something more that's sense. in our air that we have no idea what it is yeah right? which, so ma- which makes what makes more it's sense it's just more of a technical term mm-hmm. right whereas like UFO is unidentified flying object it's basically the same thing you're saying the same thing with both terms yeah you know it's unidentified it's flying object, unidentified aerial vehicle. Exactly, it's the exact it's the same, same thing. It's just no, you, it's not stigmatized. Yeah, I was well, just wondering if they dressed it up differently. Exactly. Now to tie kind of both of those statements, yours, Mike, and that into one. I was watching another video where they were showing, they were showing that they drove this guy crazy. I can't remember. I can't put my finger on his name. I should have wrote it down. But he was, um, he he had a view. Of, Paul of, Benowitz. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Paul Benowitz, and it was um, it was a um, an agent named Richard Doty. Yeah, and and, there, and, and there's and, video of Doty saying, "We planted the seeds. We looked at him and we're like, it could have been aliens, maybe." And and it was his job to deceive. Well, it was his job to protect whatever was going on in that base. But that's a good word, deceive, because you're right. It, it was his job to deceive people with. The truth. I'm air quoting. Well, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Because it was his job to protect the base, and they were essentially, long story short, given him the the objective of any means necessary, you can use deception in that. Is he telling him, aliens aren't real, everybody knows this, but hey, bud, you may have stumbled on something? Or is he going Mike's route and saying... No, dude, you found it, but everyone's going to think you're fucking crazy, so scream it from the rooftops. Because the best place to hide is in plain sight. Exactly. The, the, so, thing, the thing with him is is that, the thing with that whole story is that um, he, he, was already, he was already very, very deep into his own beliefs 
by the his time, name is again. Uh, um, it's Paul Benowitz. Paul Benowitz, and he was he was really deep into his beliefs before he was contacted by Richard Doty. Richard yes. Doty's job was to because Paul Benowitz owned a technology company, and his technology company was stationed pretty much right beside, um, right beside the base that they were trying to protect, and he had a ton of high tech equipment where he was intercepting, um. Communications, uh, crypt, uh, like sampling encrypted, the air. Yeah, encrypted. Uh, in, he was in, doing the encrypted uh, communications from the military base yeah. and things like that. And he was of the belief that it was aliens. Richard Doty's job was to come away and kind of take his, you know, and kind of say, well, it might be, it might be aliens, and to kind of put him on a different path because he didn't want basically want him spying on this base mm-hmm. because this base was was involved in some really really advanced technologies. Um, the the base where I can't remember the exact name of the base, but the base w- w- where they were using was was testing out some of the most advanced technologies uh, in the American military. They were doing um, it, it's a base that uh, is basically used for chemical warfare, um, doing uh, like testing out new laser technologies, cool. um, new like sonic technologies, and all of that type of stuff. So, Tested rail guns. So a lot a lot of the stuff that he was seeing in the sky and things like that where he was thinking it was UFOs and he was hearing these encrypted communications, which sounded like alien gibberish and things like that. They were actually testing out these like these uh, like laser laser weapons where they were like focusing lasers on satellites. So they were shooting these lasers out into into space, trying to intercept these these satellites, testing to see whether or not they could destroy Russian satellites from the ground. Huh, and they should do that with space garbage. There's actually a really, really interesting interview with Richard Doty um, that um, is on uh, a radio show called Fade to Black, and it's okay. a guy named Jimmy Church. And he had a call-in episode, and he didn't even know Richard Doty was calling in, and Richard Doty called in, and they had a whole, it was, I think it's like a two-hour conversation, just based on the whole Paul Benowitz story, and how, um, what Richard Doty's involvement was in it. And, and Richard Doty really goes into... Is it Doherty? Doty, D-O-T-Y. Okay. Not Shannon. And uh, so it really goes into it. Really goes into like when they when you actually hear what like Richard. And it, granted, this guy is, you know, he he's a spy or like you know he worked for uh, Air Force Intelligence and he's a trained liar. He's a trained liar, but he he, he also has no contract. <laughs> Straight up, he's a trained liar. He works for the government. Well, he, yeah, but he but he has right now. Basically, he has no no reason to lie about what what but, happened. But hiding. But that's what I mean. Like like there's no reason to lie. But isn't that the best place to expose all your secrets? Is just to say, yeah, you lie. think it's aliens? I'm going to tell you all this information to push you further in your mind to snap, to think that it's aliens. And then later in my life, I'm going to go, yeah, this like the, like it's like the Charlie Murphy, Eddie. Like, uh, yeah, I remember putting my boots on his couch. But like, well, I a, lot, a, lot of people, a lot of people say Benowitz was pretty much on his way already. And, yeah. and that it wasn't it wasn't about making him crazy it was about steering him away from from certain things there's and a so, documentary about it called mirage men i think yeah I'm yeah it, it was it yeah it was uh mirage men is based on a book by um uh by the guy who does the radio mysterios uh radio mysterioso oh. show uh I, ha- I had that somewhere but yeah yeah i, I so i guess i guess with paul benowitz it's kind of i'm drawing a small potential relation to to Tom DeLong, could well could they and, be and it's funny using... because if you, if you look back through history, if you look back through history, you can see 
at different points in the whole like UFO mythology where people have been used in in certain in certain ways kind many of, different ways in, in different ways if you like you if you do research into Bill Moore okay um, Bill the, this is kind of the same type of story you would have saw that happened to Bill Moore is that he was he was supposedly going to be given all this information and he was being used he was a big UFO researcher he was working kind of undercover for the government um, giving them information through what was going on in the UFO groups, the information that they had based on the information that the government had, that type of stuff. Mm. So you see in in history these people being used by the government um, for information or for disinformation in and spreading uh, like spreading other types of disinformation by the government, right? So, but I but I, I see this differently because in all the other cases these people were being approached by active people in the government. Mm-hmm. Whereas in at to the stars Academy, these people are all ex government, yeah, but they're not, they're not only ex government though. There, there's some people who are ex government and then there's people who have worked for Lockheed Martin. And then there's people who, you know, who are independent scientists. So it's not only, but don't you think Lockheed Martin is kind of like government without saying it's government? Because Nothing. Well, yeah, they are one of the largest defense contractors through, in, in yeah, the U.S. Nothing goes but, through Lockheed Martin, I'm sure, without the government knowing about it. But that's but that's kind of back to the thing is that Tom DeLong, Tom DeLong was just kind of a sponge when he just cut like because he made it very open and apparent before he was working with any of these people that this is what he wanted to do. Like he he's been saying for a long time, like. I'm into UFOs. I want to know what's up. Like, well, I think there's information. And now it's been since it's, he was a kid. Yeah, like, but he but, was but that's the... what I mean. If you're if you're going around waving the flag of like I will believe what you tell me, and then they realize, okay, if we have people who are currently in the government go say anything, we're gonna have a lot of backlash. So the people who don't work for the government anymore, it's not like they men and blacked them and like, and they don't remember what working for the government was like. So. Wouldn't they be under non-disclosures? Well, and that's the, what I'm wondering is like the government. You can't, you can't tell so me that the government's not like a mob where it's like, listen, you know secrets that we don't want ever getting out, so we're gonna give you a few taps to the back of the head. You know what I mean? So I don't see how these people are even are even coming. Uh, well, but I guess if they couldn't, if like there would be there would be lawsuits, right? If they come out and they said, listen, this person said this and this person said this. If it wasn't true, there'd be. But if, but if, if if you listen to the interviews with like uh, Luis Elizondo, um, and Hal Putoff and things like that, they're not disclosing anything that's classified. They're sticking to their non-disclosure. No, but but that's what I mean. Like I don't think they're saying anything. Like is is Tom DeLong? I guess my main question is: Do you think Tom DeLong is just eating this up, or do you think Tom DeLong has the sense of mind to question things that these people say, or does he just go? This is gospel because these people have had their hands where I've never even seen. Like, is he blinded by how much he wants to know? I, I personally, I think, like, Tom De, Tom DeLonge has an interest, but he's he's not a scientist. He's not ex-government or anything like that. But he's like the that. voice. He's the voice. He's the figurehead of the, of, of the corporation. So that's what I mean. He's the one who wanted to put the corporation him? together, and these people came together as a group. Mm. But he, but he's not the mouthpiece for, if, 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 if you've noticed that he's... He's done some interviews before any of this information was released. Once all of this information was released, then it was people like um, people like Luis Elizondo and Hal Putoff now who are talking talking to the media. So they're like and, verifying. 
They're yeah. Not just so basically, what he, basically what he's what he's I think what what he's there for and what his role is is to make it appealing, to is make it... the information appealing, to give it a bit of flash, Fair so enough. that so that people can people can take a look at this. Like if you go to like to the Stars Academy and and you, and you see what the roles are. Yeah, you you see that like Tom DeLonge's role is to put out is is like media, right? Because he's he's great with the media. He's you know he he um, hits on a certain generation, and he you know like he does um, you, you know he does his his bands. He has his comic books. Um, he's written books on science fiction. Like he has a book out before any of the books that he's written now. Right? Was that what was that uh, his really early book? Something um, about the machine, secret machine, secret, secret machine. machine. So this is so that's again where my mind goes to is this is like is Tom DeLonge just another L. Ron Hubbard where they he writes this book and then he's like shit I gotta I gotta back this. <laughs> what his what his books? Well, actually, Secret Machines was written with um. Oh, I can't remember what the author's name is because he's written two books. He's done the Secret Machines, and then he's also done um. God's War and Men, uh, which is his new series, which is the nonfiction look at the, the soft UFOs. disclosure, as you call it, right? The it's it's a little bit more than soft disclosure. It's going a little bit more into. See, I I, I think they've kind of I think what they they have a lot more knowledge of what's going on because they've made references to things like um, like the Greek gods and things like that. And if you look at what their I noticed what their non well. what their non-fiction books are going into, they're going more into like historic contact. And they're going more into well, why do all of these religions have um why do all of these religions have a uh, people who came from above to come and teach and to come in you know, the gods from above, the gods from outside of the realm, right? Like, yeah. so I, th I think they have a little bit, there's, I think there's a little bit of knowledge and I think what they're leading up to is, is a disclosure of sorts. And I think they may have some knowledge of, of what is going on with the phenomenon. And they're just, what they're doing is they're doing a, a soft lead up to it. They're, they're, they're slowly releasing information that we can absorb and slowly releasing information so that we can understand about what is going on now, but what has also gone on in human history, yeah, in regards to this phenomenon. So this is this is in regards to them having whoever them I'm calling them Factor X, whoever they are, having contacted human civilization previously, right? You're absolutely. If you read their first book, their first book basically is all about the history of contact, uh, of contact by the. Uh, if you want to call them like lowercase g gods yeah um with humanity and it it it, it basically goes through a history of that so that's the first book like all the gods. way back to when like sumeria talking about sumerians okay. um you know all of that type of stuff like that ancient ancient past right okay, okay. and then the next book coming out is is going to be wars and it's so it's going to be talking about um like when you hear like a lot of the stuff like in the in like the Vedas and things like that about these these wars that happened in in the sky and all of this type of stuff, and then the book after that is going to be it's called Men, and it's going to be about I, it's going to be more I think probably about more of a how they're interacting now, like how they've blended in. So that brings me to my next that brings me to my next question is what. Like I want to get into I want to get into some of this stuff because we've been talking like you know in the chair about like different metals and different stuff going on. Peter Lavenda was the co-writer of that book. Peter yeah, Lavenda, Peter Lavenda okay. yeah. 
Um, but do you think that now this is a big turning point question. Do you think that it's aliens from other places or do you think that what's happening is that it's extraterrestrials from other times like like well not necessarily i'm not i'm not going to peg it on the future or the past but i just like do you think that this is a dimensional thing or do you think that this is an intergalactic thing they're kind of the same thing in in my eyes anyways because I, i i don't think that these people like or whatever these i don't think the phenomenon is you know, I don't think it, like, it's not like it originates from a planet, they jump in their UFO car, they drive it to Earth. I, I, I don't think it works that way. So I, 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 so think, think I think, it, I think there's more to it. I, I don't think, I don't think it's, I don't think that they're, I think it's more, I think you could probably look at it as a combination of probably the three. You're looking at, A, they would be from a different time, okay. because the, the aspect of travel from one star to another is is Insane. well if you're if you're using conventional means you're looking at light years right like you're looking at an immense amount of space that has to be covered yeah so the i don't think these people are jumping in these like massive cargo ships and they're they're flying from their planet to our planet you know and as the crow flies i think they're coming here in a different way think i think that folding time they're either fold they're they're folding space time they're using wormholes um you know the Einstein Rosenbridge theory, yep. uh, that type of stuff. I think that's kind of how they're coming here. So if they're doing that, they're they're breaking dimensions. So then you could say, well, it's also dimensional, yeah. and it's also time, because when you're when you're doing that, you're actually yeah, you're you're bending time. You're, you're bending time, yeah. right? But so. but dimension dimensionally sorry. in a little bit more of a sense of like, you know, I and again, I just like to think way outside the box on this kind of shit because who knows? Nobody can tell me I'm wrong because no one tells me I'm right. So how do you know? But do you think it's like, you know, I think a little bit about string theory where it's like, okay, there's, there's a universe where you're hosting the podcast, Darren, and I'm the guest, or there's a universe where Jesse's the guest, or, you know, there's a universe where we're all slugs sort of thing. And it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, do you think that these are the people who are doing the science experiment? You know what I mean? Like when you do an experiment, you have a base and then you have different variables and you check in on it every once in a while and you make sure that things are going the way you think they're going. Kind of like Lisa and her little tooth village, right? Like you just check in on it. So do you think that we're just like the Petri dish? Because there's no other planet with life on it in our solar system right now. So we're kind of isolated. Well, as, we, like we're, as far as we know. As far as we know, we're the anomaly. But yeah. is that even true at this point? I thought some stuff was coming out where they can make predictions that there are other habitable habitable planets within, I guess not our solar system, but our galaxy. Well, habitable planets, definitely. I mean, if you think that we're like alone people, in... If you, you think that we're alone in well, the universe no, of that's, everything... That's people ignorant. is a People is a stretch. Well, but I'm talking you living say life, advanced civilization. I'm talking life. life. Can be anything. Yeah, yeah well, I'm talking didn't they life find at all. like uh, bacteria on Mars already? Mm. They they haven't confirmed it, okay. but they I I think there's a little bit of cover up on that too because they're when they had their that I can't remember what the probe was. It was uh, the Viking probe, one of the probes that landed on Mars. The, one of the first probes that actually took soil samples found that um, that chemicals in the soil 
pretty much confirmed that there was some type of life okay. on Mars. Um, and then they were re-looked at by NASA, and NASA said, well, no, we can't be sure of that. And then since then, it's there really hasn't been much for any information coming out about that. So to me, that means, like you said, they're, they're trying to bury it. Yeah, but right now, there, there are scientists who are re-looking at that data and have said that we can pretty much determine that there's some form of life on Mars, whether bacterial, um, single cell, uh, or, or whatever, living on the planet. Okay. They, 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 can, they can pretty much be assured, like, you know, just by... Just by the amount of methane that's on Mars, um, just things e- like very that. Very educated, get like, scientific, educa- yeah, yeah, scientific, educated guess that yeah, there probably is something on the planet. Now, what if we originated from there? Mars burnt out, people launched, and, and there's there's a lot of theory on that too. When you look at the pyramids, the face on Mars, and stuff like that, there's um, there's there's quite a few, quite a few people who have that kind of like originator like mars originator kind of that might be the planet. first one or that mars was a stopover planet on the way to earth from um the planet that blew up that's now the the asteroid belt between mars and jupiter oh. um that it was they they knew something was going on with their planet they knew that either that the destruction was inevitable and that they came that they basically planet hopped from there to mars to earth um to, to get to like I'm, I'm another like a, you know a planet like Earth that had water and things like that. To me though, it's like why keep that secret? If if that's the truth, why keep that secret? Wouldn't that be like a wouldn't that be like a motivation to be like, hey, we did it once, let's get back to it and do it again? What if they don't want that though? Uh, the powers that be, man. Yeah, you know, by by saying something like that, you're 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 telling humans that there's unlimited unlimited freedom and uh, that, that that we have no bounds yeah that's true that's so true. And, you know and, and once you do that you can't keep a civilization docile right yeah everybody will be like well fuck you let's go yeah you know how do like, you keep a civilization docile it will say yeah. okay well you you can't leave here yeah there's nothing out there stop looking yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing out there be happy on your little planet and you know what? try to take care of it but you wow. know there's nothing else out there right once you once you come to the realization that there's a lot out there and that it's infinite and that we have the ability to access it well, the whole Rick and Morty you, theory, you can't right? you can't keep you can't keep humanity down then yeah because once you know you can do something hu- humans for example like if if even video games you see someone do so or no let's take dirt biking everyone thought a backflip was impossible as soon yep. as the first guy did it like 10 guys did it right after him then they were like well two backflips is impossible as soon as the first guy did it, right after that, there was about 10 guys who'd followed him. So it's all this, like, if you see it or you believe it or someone tells you it can be done, yeah. something switches in your head and you'll be like, oh, okay, well, let's just figure out how it's done then. Yeah, it, it, and it only takes that one person to do it, right? Like, it only takes that one that one person, that one idea, that one uh, concept, you know? So, so like, it's... I, I, think, I, I think if you look at, e, like, Elon Musk, I think he's a perfect fucking example of it, right? He, he you know, he's an innovator. What he does is he goes, okay, well... This isn't in place, so I'm going to put it in place because I know humanity can do it. So, you know, he started off with PayPal and then he was like, oh, well, there's no good electric cars, so I'm going to make some really good electric cars. And he's like, well, there's no private corporations going into space, so I'm going to go into space. You know, he's, I'm going to solve traffic in L.A. by you know, doing a bunch of fucking tunnels with that have conveyor belts and blah, blah, blah. And he'll, he'll do it. You know, like he's that kind of person. Right? And, and that's all it takes. Torch. That's all it takes is somebody to 
to go, okay, like, the first guy to do the backflip. Well, the first guy to launch a, a rocket that can fucking land on its own. That was it. A reusable rocket, you know, like. So now companies know, hey, we can do this too, It's right? not impossible to do. Yeah. It's not impossible to have a, a reusable space vehicle. Yeah. Every time done. I see those rockets land, it looks fake to me. Just because it looks like the video's playing in reverse, you're like, that lands so beautifully. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's, because it's one like one of those things where because you haven't seen it before. Exactly. It, like, it's like... It doesn't register. It, it, it's hard to have a concept of it, right? It's the same way, it's the same way, like, when they talk about, like, when the Spanish came over to America, like, the, the, the native, the natives in the region had no concept of ships. They had no concept. So they, they just, they couldn't conceptualize Didn't they it. call those sails, like, clouds? Yeah, they, they yeah, so they had, clouds? yeah, they had no, no concept of what they were. Like, like, there were, there was, there was, like, they talk about like how some they couldn't even re- they couldn't even see them because their brain just couldn't register it, mm-hmm. right? It was just so outlandish to them. That's that's right? my favorite part about the human brain is that if it if it doesn't understand what's going on, it just fix it just comes well, up with just, something. Right? It just like yeah, it just like glitches and then it's like oh okay here we go. Like that's one of my favorite uh, that's one of my favorite Tesla stories is the remote boat where he has the remote boat at the World Fair and he's controlling it by radio wave and this boat's probably I don't know like a quarter the size of this table or something it's fairly but, big but, but it's, it's but it's tiny like the the point is that it's not big enough for any human to be inside no of. no no of course no that was the answer that every single person believed was what was there happening was some tiny human was that there was people who, well yeah there's a human inside you can't and i'm like that's so just people like well there has to be a reason that i'm okay with so we'll just say that it's the reason i'm okay with like it couldn't it could never be radio like, i think do you i think, think people default to a what's what makes sense, right? You get your if you see something. To, if an alien walked down the stairs right now, we'd be like, "What the, the hell? fuck was that?" Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like our brains wouldn't instantly just be like, "Oh, that's an alien." Do you think they figured that out about our brains and they have visited us by making their ships so ridiculous and outlandish looking to something that we've never seen <laughs> that we just don't register it? Absolutely, totally. Or what Why if they're you? just what if aircraft carriers are actually uh, aliens? Alien like ships? bitch, check out my new coat. Humans have never seen this shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Puts well, on a coat. <laughs> so you can you can drop that concept on history, right? And you can take that concept and go, okay, well now now let's take a look at religion. Okay. Right. So the whole concept of okay. We we have no concept of UFOs or whatever like that. So so what does that do? You know, when you think about when you think about religion and you think about that when you think about God descending from the sky in a fiery chariot or a burning bush on a mountain or you know when you think of these things, you're just talking about people's limited limited ability to be able to explain something in that in that era or like in that sea monsters. Perfect example. I was going to say, it makes a lot more sense how dragons came to be because you know, you see something that your brain doesn't register. You see a big fucking lizard. And you're like, it's a dragon. And you know, like, or a giant flying, uh, what's, what's that albatross? Or yeah. Whatever. Well, like, and what then the you f- pass that story on to somebody yeah. and six people tell 12 people giant and that squid. story changes. Or if you see or something flying, if real. you see something flying across the sky that is moving in a particular manner or, it's it's your your only concept of that is well that has to be somebody driving a shining fiery chariot across the sky because it's I can see that it's lit up so that means fire mm-hmm. and I can see that it's turning so that means somebody's driving it so it must be the god driving a fiery chariot across the sky and that's logical to them because and that's logical to them because yeah. that's the limit of their perception right and I think that 
if you look back at uf if you look back at ufo specifically when you start hearing about ufo reports you see how the ufos change through through the history of the of the ufo subject so you look at you look at the 1930s before you know like when they were doing like you know the weird flying saucer movies and things like that everything that they're showing is just a little bit more advanced than what we that than what they are so when and then when you hear about like in the 50s when they're talking about like the experiencers and the space brothers and all of these types of things and you talk you hear people like oh I went on the Venusian ship and they talk about buttons and levers and things like that it's always just a little bit more technologically advanced than what is at that time and then the like the flying triangles in the 1980s the triangle ships and things like that so it's always just a little bit more advanced now Tom DeLonge's is a uh... Cylinder, uh, classic spacecraft disc shape with a with a. It looks arrow like it, going it looks like the it. spy versus spy guys standing back to back. Oh yeah, no. and, well, but that's his like, that's his concept of like what he wants to make. But yeah. but now like the concept of UFOs is like it's just gotten to the point where we're so technologically advanced now it's just like a blob because we can't we can't. Well, but that's that's okay, what I was well, going to say. Like, or just a, you a think, massive energy. You think of these things. Yeah. You think of these things that people said was sightings, and I'm just like, okay, like what are the what are the classic? Like I'm talking back in the day, like you know, people on farms, like oh, I saw a UFO. What is the classic classic description that they say that it was tiny, and it was bright, and it moved really quickly, like nothing they'd ever seen from side to side, and then it just was gone. Cause that could be ball lightning, though. Well. But what I'm thinking right now is how hard would it be to travel back in time with Cody's drone and do exactly that? Because Build drones back in time and but, then come back. But drones have no problem moving like that. Those tiny little pocket drones that we have now, you can get those things to go You were the one that was saying that or who it was, was Jesse. Look at those helicopter. The video of those those stunt helicopter drivers. They can take that thing upside down, spin it 180. Have you degrees, ever seen those, Darren? Throw it up. Where the where the little yeah. stunt helicopters? But, but fly that's but that's what I mean. Oh, and yeah. now and now we're talking about you know you're saying that the UFO technology is just that one step ahead of kind of where we are in the public eye, so that oh nobody could ever fathom that. Now they have drones that you can program to be like fucking firework displays. Where they just, oh, yeah. where they just shoot up, and they just, boom, and then they're gone, and then boom, and then they're gone, and then boom. Now they're all, and they can go up, and they can show you a movie on the drones because they can all just project the light at the right time. Like, and this is all Intel. Intel has all these drones, and they can all do this, and they can map, and they can do all this projection mapping. Well, doesn't that sound like fucking old school UFOs? Well, it is, but if but you also like, you also think about it too. Now, <laughs> sorry, is our that. Bad. Now, now that we have such an understanding of science, now UFOs are kind of incomprehensible. So, you, like now you're seeing like whereas you know, twenty years ago you were talking about triangles flying in the sky and discs and things like that. Now we're just talking about anytime you see anything that's that they're capturing on video or whatever. And if you look at the like I said the the videos that they release from Two of the Stars, these are these are objects that are just they're 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 not. There's they're, no. They're inanimate. Th- yeah, they're they're basically just like these blobby lights, 
and that are flying around and they're changing because that's what's kind of just beyond our our understanding of is technology like, is like shape changing so let's i want to talk like about we, that for a second because because we got into that on your in, in your chair for a sec when i was when you're cutting my hair and lining up my beard so proper um just to make it look good and put some daubs in it just to make it look good and throw some big daubs in it for sure um but you were talking about that so i want to talk about like what is actually happening with with this research and like with these materials because you're telling me that they have a metal that when you apply current to it it will now this is the interesting part it will disperse it will distribute mass and let the mass push away from it, but it won't actually lose any weight or mass itself. Yeah. Right. So. Well, and, and well, and that's kind of what whoa, I'm. Whoa! Explain that to the layman, wait, brain. That's that's a real thing. Yeah. So so this well, is. What I, yeah, it's so. Um, there's been, there's been some some scientists talking about these these different kind of what they're calling a metamaterial. Um, that's been looked at that and, and they're not saying exactly where they got it from. What they're saying is that a it relates to the phenomenon. And so you have, um, people who have been talking about, um, like Tom DeLong, if, if, if you listen to the Joe Rogan interview, Tom DeLong talks about this metal that they have that if they run a, a huge amount of electricity to it, um, it basically becomes anti-gravitic. Really? Um, it, 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 so, so basically, that's, so that's what I'm talking about. You're talking about being anti gravity. Is it will push matter? See, this is the part that I like. I I'm not a so I'm not a rocket scientist. We're being rude. Darren, any, would you like one? Oh no, okay. I'm not a rocket scientist by any means, but I have a pretty good grasp on science. So what you're telling me is that this material will let off matter that will be used as a propulsion system. But at the same time, it doesn't lose any of its own mass. So it sounds to me like it's a heat thing, right? Because you can turn an element on and watch the heat come away from it, but the element doesn't actually lose any of its own mass. From the information that I like, I, I have, I don't have any of the information about like about how if if, if it's thermal, if it's basically the the information that from what I have about this is just from what Tom DeLong basically said yeah. on on Joe Rogan. Um, now Luis Elizondo and, um, uh, Luis Elizondo has been talking about the metamaterial also a little bit in, in the media. And basically what he's been saying is that the metamaterial that they have is, um, it's a complex, a, a complex layered material where the elements in the material, the, um, don't match up to anything that A is on Earth, or B really couldn't be created on Earth without like millions and billions of dollars of equipment and research. So where did they get it? They're not. That's kind of. I think that's one of the classified things. They're not saying where they got it from. They're saying that they are in possession of some of this material, and oh, so he's that's talking to about the stars. Guys. Yeah, and and so but we're talking like isotopic ratios that are thirty percent off of earthly materials so and, and I, they haven't mentioned what kind of metals and that type of stuff what they've been saying is that say you have a metal that's like say copper or aluminum it has a certain isotopic ratio um, and that isotopic ratio is what defines its characteristics as that 
that kind of metal. Okay. Now there are certain compounds that they've used um, and that they've altered the isotopic ratios in it. Um, certain materials that they uh, altered isotopic ratios for the atomic bomb uh, and things like that. But that but that was a huge. You're, you're talking huge, huge infrastructure to do it. Mm-hmm. Now what they've what they're saying is that they have this material that has layers and layers of different um different types of metals and different types of elements and all of these layers are within a within a anywhere from a 5% to 30% difference in isotopic ratio than what is found on earth now to change something in isotopic ratio from where it is on earth to a different isotopic ratio even of five percent is is an, like we're we're talking like an extreme amount of money and research to do that. So this extra twenty five percent. Now this extra twenty five percent is insane. It's it's ridiculous. Like it's something that everybody who's looked has looked at those statistics, and everybody who I've talked to who knows anything about it has said to to alter something to thirty percent difference in isotopic ratio is probably far beyond what we can do as a is humanity is far beyond what we can do and now but they're talking about like layered material and we're talking like we're talking about atomically thin not like microscopically thin we're oh. talking about atomically like, layered like, materials oh point zero 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 one of a hair type thing like, that just blew my shit smaller than that we're talking point zero 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 one percent of what you just said oh, you know so like on the atomic level they're layered on the atomic level. Oh, that just changed. So everything. now, uh, of course, re- these people are 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 fucking baffled by this, right? They're they're and so it's not, but it's not just them who are talking about it. If there there's um, the French researcher um, Jacques Vallée has been talking about that recently too. He, he did a um, an interview on uh, the Grimerica podcast where he was talking about how he's been doing research into some of this, this material. So it's like, we're and 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 we're talking about like, you know, he's, he's one of the, I I consider him one of the top minds. He's not like faking it just for attention essentially. Oh no, no. He, he's, he's, he is, he's a scientist. He, you know, he lives in Silicon Valley. He's, this guy's like, well up there in his 70s or you know in his 70s or 80s i'm not too sure how old so there's no reason for is. him to be like yeah one i'm gonna the... say aliens are real or i'm gonna say this is real just because i need you know i need a grant for 2.5 million dollars no 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 this, this guy he's he, he's the real deal okay. he, like he if if there's anybody who is honestly researching the subject and and doing it from a very very scientific point of view it's Jacques valet okay. and if you read his books like he's taken he 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 goes at it from every angle did he write the books about the like nineteen fifties arrow uh the flying machines from like the early early cent it wasn't No, that wasn't Valet. Val- Jacques Valet has written books um dealing a lot with um Not the Arrow Club, right? No, that the that the guy who's done that, that's Walter Bosley. Oh, okay, okay. And um he's 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 got a he's got some really interesting ideas, but that goes more into the um uh, like the secret space program and, and that type of stuff, yeah, okay, right? Okay. Where, whereas this type of stuff is more alien, extraterrestrial. Alien, yeah. you... And there, and what I found too is that when you hear people are all talking about this stuff, a lot, a lot of people are talking about consciousness. Really, and and I think that whatever the phenomenon is, I, I don't think we're looking at something that's 
just nuts and bolts. I don't think we're looking at like these people are like assemb assembling like, these crafts and putting these crafts. I, th I think that they have the ability to be able to make us see what they want us to see. Oh. So we're not talking like, you know, like, and, and that's what I, where I was going with the whole, like, if they're always one step ahead, like they're always just 20 years ahead. Yeah. The, the levers buttons versus the buttons. Cause I, I, I think they're trying to show us something. And they're trying to show it to us in a way that we can relate to it. Without just totally freaking out or, be, or just completely missing exactly. the ball, right? Exactly. Like, like, what the f*** is this? You exactly. Know, like... without, without absolutely baffling us. They're giving us – they're kind of towing us along. Could we be reverse engineering some of that stuff? So could they have given this – given some of this technology to us in, in, in advance but expecting us to figure it out for ourselves, like reverse engineer this material? In, in a way be, to use it? it? It could be. You know, like, it could be, you know, the, 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 the material that, that they're they're talking about that they're doing research on and things like that, it seems to me that it's not, re it's not like, here's a piece of metal. Like, it's not like they gave it to us. It's something that was found. We didn't have the AllSpark given to us. Yeah, exactly. It was something that was found in relation to the phenomena, not something that was given from the phenomena to us. Hey, Darren, we got a question here mm -hmm. from uh, from Instagram from oh, uh, from nice. Matt. Uh, he wants to know if you think we're being watched by other life forms. I think so. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think, do you think do they're you think avoiding we're being us? monitored for a purpose? I, I don't know. I I don't know if it's we're being monitored for a purpose or if it's just a uh, if it's just like a observation. You know, like if you know. They could be just here because they're interested. They could be here because, um, you know, you, you could do the whole, like, these are us in the future that are coming back because there's lost history. So they, they you know, like something maybe in the future had happened where human, like they know that they, that they kind they of fucked up somewhere <laughs> that they derived from humanity, but they have no something happened where they don't know what their history is. So they're back here trying to see what their history that, was. Or... Could it be a isn't field trip? Kind of I don't know his name. Credo Mutwa. Uh, is that that video you shared? Yeah. where he's That will be in my about, dreams. Thanks to you, Jesse. He's basically talking about that. The aliens were, or the aliens quote unquote that we're coming into now are more future travelers coming back and kind of like, Hey, you go down this path any longer. We're fucked. So, Stop it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so that would, so that would mean that history be. is happening right now? Like, the future is happening at the same time as this is happening. That means time isn't linear. Well, no, what it means is that, like, we did something now, and people are coming back in the future being like, hey, if you just didn't do this thing right now, we'd all be a little bit better. Well, and if you look at the contact e-movement starting in the 50s going all the way up to now. Contact e-movement? E the contact e-movement, yeah. Like, so it's like people who have been contacted. Or, okay, okay. So the contact e movement is different than like, you know, because there's different um, factions or, or different groups. There's the contactees, there's the experiencers, and then there's the abductees, and you know. So does that play onto the level of like um, credibility? No, no, not credibility, <laughs> but like a type one abduct or a type one encounter versus. I I know that's not the words, but you know what I mean. Like there's. Uh, encounters of a different kind. There's yeah. Fourth, third. Well, the, the the abductees are people who claim that they were abducted against their will. The contactees are people who have been contacted by aliens and been given a message. And then the experiencers are t tend to be people who have the good space brother 
experiences with the aliens. So like, there's different, but you're, you're always hearing, they're always talking about the, like they're always saying that the aliens are talking about the environment. They're talking about nuclear war. They're talking about how, uh, basically how we're destroying our planet. And Couldn't they just doing... come in and get rid of all the nukes if they wanted well, to? And and you see you see aspects of that. You see in the nineteen in the late 1960s, early 1970s, um, you see, um, and, and this is all declassified declassified information from the government. It's searchable. Is that they, they, there was UFO sightings over nuclear bases where they've actually, where they, these things actually shut down nuclear weapons. So now, do and you... have put them into. So what they've done is they've been over top and they completely shut down nuclear bases. Okay, so that's new to me. So I've you... never heard that. That's completely really shut down creepy. nuclear weapons. Completely shut down nuclear bases. But there's also ones where they turn them on, where where there has been uh, UFO sightings over nuclear bases where they've put all of the missiles into active status, basically saying like, "Hey, look at how easy we, we can do this. We can shut you down, or we can." You or or be, we yeah. can turn you on. You like, want to be around anymore? Yeah. Check like, it out. We can flick the switch either way. Exactly. So maybe, you know, maybe the maybe they're from the future. Maybe that maybe they know something about what we're doing that may interfere with them on another dimension. Maybe they share the same space with us. We just don't. What if they're from the fourth dimension? All we can see is a linear or a cloud or whatever it yeah. is. And they're like, you guys, you're really fucking shit up for us up here. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe something that we're doing here is is affecting well, so some, think, affecting another you know affecting this realm on a on a different plane than what we're on well since we're and, on this since we're on this <clears throat> uh north korea is talking about denuclearizing iran's talking about denuclearizing do you think this may, is a force from somewhere else maybe like someone talked to someone and they're like hey i always hey, find, we're I, on I, a track for i always find shit. it quite odd when people turn when people make a turn in direction that's very drastic like that. The North Korea, they were like, so like all of a sudden we're going to build the bomb. Or, yeah, and yeah then, we're going to build the bomb. We're going to take out the United States, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, maybe we need to get rid of this. And yeah, we'll get rid of it all. Hey, Just you come guys want to come us. over and hang out? Well, exactly. We'll open an embassy. What? In yeah. the capital. So who, kn- who knows how widespread like this, this phenomena is affecting the world or affecting the earth or how some of this, may, you know, maybe some of this information is leaking out where they're like, Okay, like this is this is what's going to end up happening, right? Like this is there, maybe there's a hidden side to like nuclear technology aside from like radiation and or and the, shit like that. They're just that, scared to death. Trump's going to fucking drop a nuke on them. They're like, you know, if there was anyone yeah, crazy enough, maybe in this guy's just yeah. fucking crazy enough to do it. He'll right? do it, right? You but know? then again, then you look at Russia, and now they're talking about, oh, no, we've built missiles now where we can Dude, I totally talk- totally obliterate the United States, and you can't. There's nothing you can do about it because they come from space, don't they? They come out of a submarine, they go up into space, and then they come down, don't they? Like, like that's crazy. Reddit, if you're a conspiracy, Reddit is like not the place to go. (laughs) (laughs) It can take you down some really deep rabbit holes, right? Yeah. On the plus side, if you're shooting from a submarine all the way up into space, and then space coming back down again. Wouldn't that give you a bit more time to track it and figure out what the hell you're going to do? Or is this the well, one no, they're talking, saying, But they're also talking about like... Straight up, straight down, isn't like it? Like wicked fast, undetectable cruise missiles and shit like that. Not, not yeah. Hawaii false alarms from North Korea, 15-minute warning. It's like, we launch, you're did done you get in that, like five minutes. Did basically. you get that text on your cell phone the other day? No. No, I got a text on my cell phone saying that now the government of Canada offers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah. that on mine too. So I'm like, oh great! So now we're all gonna think basically we're gonna everyone's fucking, fucking die worried for... about a nuclear war now. But I, I was getting them before though. Oh. Because do you, do you remember? I don't know if it was not last summer, but the summer before. Do you remember when they were all like those fucking tornado scares in Calgary and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was getting alerts, text message alerts, like 
you know, seek shelter, you know, <laughs> like, go to your basement, you know, that kind of shit, right? Where they, oh. you know, and meanwhile, I'm like still doing cuts in the barbershop, like, <laughs> looking out at these fucking, it's like, it doesn't look that these, bad. Looking out at like these clouds, wondering, like, oh, how fucking close are these things, right? Because you could actually see the fucking, the, it was... you know, and you live on the other side of the city from your house at that point. So it's not like it just like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm just going to zoom home. I'm phoning my wife, telling her to get in the basement, you know, like, get the fuck in the basement, you know, like, did you get the text? Did you get everybody's going to die, but I got to finish this haircut, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he's going to look fucked if I don't finish this. So we gotta. Have... I gotta finish this, and then I'm taking shelter. Yeah, then we're going into the. Basement. I can't leave this guy half cut. You know. There you go. <laughs> he's gotta, if he's gonna die in this tornado, he's gotta look good. So yeah. If you exactly. wanna, if you wanna get lined up nice, South yeah. Trail. I'm asking, shop, right? is it? You, do you want an open casket funeral? <laughs> yeah, so how do you want to look right now? It's a... beard too. If, if so, I'll finish your beard. Yeah. If not, then you know. <laughs> well, we might as well, if we're talking about it, uh, you work at the largest barbershop in Canada now, don't you? I do, yeah. And real barbershop, not like it's an, a legit barbershop. Legit. We're not talking those barbershop. bullshit chatters, but dressed up as a spot for or men even to Tommy go. guns. No. Real That's barbers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's all Tommy guns is, is chatters. Never mind. We're not even saying Hot shaves, line up, like the whole, the whole works. Where can they find you? On uh, 130th, that's South Shore Crossing. Calgary, Alberta. They, they do got an Instagram as well. You can go check out some of their artists' work. They got some good stuff. Sorry, I figured there. I'd just throw that in there while they we're carry, about uh, it. They carry a multitude of products as well, although nothing goes on my face except for Big Dub's Beard Bomb. Big Dub's uh, Beard Bomb.com. Use actually, promo code Ruckus. We're actually live with Dobbs on Instagram right now, so say what up. What's up, Alan? Hey, yo, Alan. Hey, what's going on? Beard's looking good, eh? <laughs> Not bad. So, anyways, Darren. Back to what we like started this this podcast with. Was Let's get these, into those videos. The, these videos that were released. There's three of them. There, there's three of them. Let's now, start with the first one. The first one was what was it? 2004. We'll get it up on the projector here. Yeah, yeah. For all of those in studio with yeah, us. Yeah, the, the first one that was released was a 2004 Nimitz video. So this was um, that video was recorded um, uh, by. Uh, I think his name is Commander David Fravor um, of the U.S. Navy. And so what it was is it was a FLIR video. So is this one up here? Uh, that would be it, yeah. 2004 video. USS Nimitz. Yeah. All right, you guys will hear the, you'll hear the audio. Can, can, can you kill the audio? Or Not without killing everybody it? else. You can. Oh. Just turn your phone down. No, just turn your phone down. Then no, we can't. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Just got to be smarter than the phone. Yeah. So so now Darren can explain this while we yeah, watch. So it was recorded by an uh, F eighteen Super Hornet, um, recorded with uh, some of the most advanced um, aerial camera and. Uh, these are military detection. jets. Right? These are military. Jets. Is... These are some of the most advanced military jets um, at the time. Because uh, it was 2004. I like how they explain what the heads-up display was too, so you can kind of yeah. If you guys are checking this video out on yeah, your own. exactly. So if you don't have yeah, if you don't have any any um, any idea of like what's on, so it basically explains what's on the heads-up display. Like it's telling you how fast the the F-18 is flying because this video was taken from an F-18 that was going half mock, right? It was yeah. going, it was in in flight. In flight, yeah. Half mock is I looked it up, point five six or something. Yeah. Was like seven hundred and sixty some miles an hour. Yeah, so that's Mach is seven seven fifty five or close to that. 
It was insane. So they're tracking this thing while they're moving. While they're moving. They're following it. Yeah, they're following it at half mock speed. So they're they're following this thing. So when you when you look at the video, it looks very stationary, but you have to understand that these people are like they're cruising. Yeah, they're cruising. <laughs> and so if you look at if you look at how you can see how this thing is is kind of moving, like it's kind of like bobbing and you have to understand like seven it's going, you know, 7 800 miles an hour, right? Eight, yeah. Is like, the, is this the video that was pe- the debunkers tried to say it was a, a balloon that was in the shape of the number one? No, that's a different thing. That's that that was a picture that was posted uh, online. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, and they call that the the tic tac. But th- this is a different this is a different one. This this is something that they're tracking. Um, with it. and and the thing is, is that these it's not something that was just happened like a one-time thing the this they were tracking these things for weeks okay so, it's so not, oh i did that's see that's even yeah, crazy these like... things were appearing for weeks and they were tracking these things for weeks um from this carrier group um, wow i didn't know that either yeah so you know so they they and and you can see like that, that thing just darted off yeah, like that... it just darted off like it's already going 400 miles an hour, and now it just fucking veered off at well, double, triple, well, quadruple yeah, it, that it, speed. Yeah, 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 Look at an airplane. What bobs it at 500 miles an hour? Nothing, Nothing bobs at 500 miles an hour. Like, no. it's liquid. Like, that's... Yeah, kind of floating, right? Right? It's not like it's a boat just casually cruising over the water. Mm. It, well, yeah, exactly, right? And, and Luis Elizondo, um, I, I, I'm not going to be able to... Say, he, he listed five things um, that are kind of, like, important about the, the, the UFOs. No, um, sorry, to Luis Elizondo, he's his background was in like top level stuff, wasn't it? Uh, pointing out aerial threats, was it not? That he ran the it, it's called uh, ATIPS, so the okay. Advanced Aerial Threat um, Identification Program. So he's not just a guy who's like, hey, I've watched all seventeen seasons of X Files. I know how all the all the ships fly. He, well, he was the guy who ran. He's a he, legit. He, he he was the guy who ran the program, and then he had people working under him who were responsible for trying to identify and figure out what these things are. He, he worked for he, the okay. Pentagon. He he's not the dude who's like looking at the videos, going this and that and this and that. Although he does have a scientific background. Okay. He has a scientific background in vi- uh, virology, so he studies diseases, um, that type of stuff. So he is a scientist. Okay. So he uses scientific method. He knows the scientific yes. method. He knows about science. Now so he was he, saying, hold on, hold on. He headed the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program. Yeah, ATIPS. Yeah, yeah. And so, and 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 then you have to understand, like these are just short parts of videos that were that were uh, declassified. Yeah, so we're missing all the backflips and crazy loop de loops that would be like that could be in there. Yeah. So you're looking at you know you're looking at clips of videos, right? So you're not you're looking at a, a tiny little part of what actually is what what they actually have investigated. They deemed that was okay for the public versus how much is not okay for the public. Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, the, and and from from what I've heard is that these actually weren't released to the public. They were released um, for training purposes to train pilots in ah, be like this and, is, and what might happened is this, because right? and because it was declassified it went in because it was declassified and it was government once it becomes de- declassified it becomes available to the public through certain means not everybody can just be like go to youtube and get it but if you know how to request yeah free, it, it, it's all foi yeah, yeah, FOIPs, yeah, right? yeah freedom of information and stuff like that yeah. but because luis elizondo was 
part of this program. He knows where to look. He knows where to get the videos. Yeah. So that and that's how the videos came out because they were declassified by the D- Department of Defense. They weren't released. Like we're not talking about like the Department of Defense put these on YouTube. No, no, no. It, it, they were declassified. He knew how to get them. He, pulled he got them, them from and a put database. Them. Yeah, it's not like the the U.S. government's putting this stuff out there. They're just saying we can't. We can no longer hide. They it. have confirmed that it's that it it is. Department of Defense video yeah. that it has been declassified. So they they have they have come out and said, okay, yes, this is declassified video. We cannot say what it is. We have no idea what it is, and that's that. That's all they've come out and said. Okay. Whereas Luis Elizondo has come out and he's given information about the certain things that he can say. Okay, it's little background information, little background information, stuff, stuff that's on like stuff stuff that's declassified. Um, as well as the pilot who filmed that has been interviewed and has talked about how, oh. how like they're absolutely he's come out he has actually come out and said like I don't think they're from here. Oh, like because he's like I have, and, and this is this is a guy who is um, he 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 like teaches at the Top Gun program, like he's he he is like he, he is in the the top like one percent of military pilots, you know. So if there were anyone to pay attention to. Yeah, this it's would this be guy. one of them. This right? guy knows yeah. airplanes and stuff that flies in the air. He oh. knows all of it. And he's saying he doesn't think it's from here. He says he doesn't think it's from here. No. Jeez. And and like th- this is this is a guy who is trained against probably every 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 available or back engineered aircraft that the Americans have, MIGs, like Russian MIGs, Chinese aircraft. He's he he's the guy who trains against that so that he can train other people against that. So he basically knows how every plane flies pretty much yeah he, he he's he would be the ex he would be like a, an expert in okay identifying military and um, like, no jets aircraft. can do that yeah, no right. jets can fucking backflip exactly and then go straight up and then straight down and, and that and that kind of leads to like luis elizondo had five points and he said okay these five points are what make this like if you look at these five points like there's no um these things are not aerodynamic we're not talking about wings and tails and, and things like Orbs that. Orbs or yeah. cigars. So they have, or... they have no viable airframe. So there's nothing that makes these things fly conventionally. So we're not talking about lift. We're not talking about that type of stuff. They're these like things are not, These things are not flying like airplanes or anything else that flies using conventional methods. They're just zipping around yeah. like fucking crazy. Um, one of the other points was that they're, that they're kind of they they can they have the ability to make themselves either detectable, undetectable, or augmented on radar. Really? So that they so that you will see it in one way through your gun camera, and you will see how it looks physically. But that's not how it's appearing on radar. It may is, not even be appearing. Now, on isn't radar. that what they're showing in the different when they show it black and white? The and then when they and then when they flip it and the and what they're the, trying what they're trying to do is because it's FLIR it's a heat camera so what they're trying to do is when they're doing that and you can see that they're flipping from f- where it goes from like the objects where it looks white, white and it looks black and then they flip it and the object looks black and the background looks white what they're trying to do is they're trying to detect differences in heat signatures mm-hmm. what what they're trying to do is when you see when you see them do that and they're flying after something and they're flicking they're f- flicking it back and forth is they're trying to see if there's any kind of exhaust heat signature. Okay. So if these things are leaving, if these things are using you jets see the as propulsion, swirls. you would you you would flick it back and forth, and you would be able to see the exhaust because the the yeah. exhaust reads as heat. Because it wouldn't just you flip saw like nothing. it does, right? Yeah. It just uh, yeah. It, it, it and and there's nothing. There's nothing there. And and from what they can see from the videos, there's so there's no wings. There's no propulsion, like conventional propulsion. Mm-hmm. No conventional airframe. And what they're saying is that the way that these things turn, the way that these things bob and dive and things like that, that they defy physics. 
they're defying the so that right there because they would have to be unbelievably strong like there's limits to wings pilots have the capability there's limits to material if you take something to a certain g point it's yeah. gonna break it's gonna break if pilots steered like they did in the movies where they just grab their joystick and hammer it to the fucking right their jet will explode it literally has the capability of it, it would it, just rip apart. Yeah, yes, it, it's the force. The force would just completely so tear it apart. The video we just watched. When you see someone traveling 500 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden, a fucking right hand turn at and, probably a thousand miles and an hour, disappears. Right? Like, conventional theory that we know yeah. says something that we would make as humans would be destroyed. Yeah, and you can see more of that in the next video. In the okay. next video. So now you now going into the next video. It's not the same. Um, it, 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 the gimbal video is isn't from the Nimitz encounters. The it's gimbal its video is this. This is this video was taken off the east coast of the United States. This next video. So the Nimitz video was was uh, taken. Um, I think it was just off the. It was like off the coast of San Diego. Um, during oh, like shit. military exercises, so this is close. This isn't the middle of Afghanistan. This isn't. We're not talking. Yeah, we're not. Military this jets yeah. are right. This is. This is all stuff that American military jets are encountering in American airspace. So that's kind of scary. So the gimbal video was taken off the east coast of the United States. So if you play the the gimbal video, so if you guys you, look you up see, gimbal, you can see more of like. Whereas the last video was more, um, it almost looks stationary. You can actually see that they're chasing this thing. And you can actually hear hear them talking about how there's a fleet of these things. That's weird. A fleet. They're chasing one of them, but they have a fleet of them on radar. Wow. I just gonna so, turn up the sound a bit. So now is there um is there is there other phenomenon in other places of the world? Because it seems rather Phenomena. Um, it it seems rather centralized to America. All over from the world. from what I have seen. Now, because I haven't dove into crazy different... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a phenomenon that's all over the world. You can find videos that are very similar to this coming from military all over the world. So, Okay. So now this one here, you're, you're looking at... So you, can see, you, so you can see on this video that they're, um, this is just a still before the video starts. They are chasing this object. Obviously, they're above the clouds. Um, they just showed what the airspeed was and... They're explaining how hot, cold, you know, because it's... it's how the flare works. Yeah, right? how the flare works, right? At 25,000 feet. Man, that is a fucking drone, bro. <laughs> There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. This is what Mike's God. talking about. It's Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. No, going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. But look, they just changed what? it. No. 120 knots. That's fast wind. And it's flying against the wind, so it's not a drone. No, drones can't fly against That's the wind. What the fuck? It's rotating. That's what he said. And, and did you see it stop? <laughs> yeah, it was rotating, and so they're following it. It's they're following it on a curve. And, and right at the end of the video, and I think that's why they cut it off there, is you can see it turns completely fucking sideways. So it's kind of almost kind of disc-shaped. And then it goes vertical, so it's almost like up and down. And But you can see it stop. It's like, how the fuck does that happen? And, 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 and they're flying. At, like, if you, if you look at the video and you look at the speed, they're going from, like, crazy fast to this thing basically just coming almost to a complete stop. And... You're right. That's why they stopped it seemed, where it did, because that would just blow everybody's mind. Yeah, like, you, if you played more of that, of this thing just all of a sudden hanging 
silent and going 500 miles an hour to stopping in the air and being like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. Like Yeah, okay, I haven't watched watching that one again. That's a that's really that's fucking a weird strange. One. But but it, it doesn't only just change in It it doesn't just change in attitude. Pitch. It change it changes shape. You can see it changing shape as it's that as it's was flying. Something else. Why yeah, why are more people not Disgusting. Did they purposely release this at a time where there's a lot more shit going on in the world to try to like cover, not cover up, but like be like, look, we told you guys, but there was just all this other shit going on. You didn't want to listen, like because the world's it's the world's not a fucked up place, but a lot of shit's going on right now. I think they released it because of opportunity. I think there was a bunch of guys in the government, a lot of guys who knew each other. Um, a lot of these guys probably would have worked on the same program. So the uh, AA, uh, the Advanced Aerial Threat Identification Program, I'm I'm assuming that Luis Elizondo was working on that. I'm probably thinking that Hal Putoff was probably on that team, um, but they also yeah they also brought in Bigelow Aerospace. Okay. So uh, Robert Bigelow, uh, I don't if people don't know who he is, he owns uh, an aerospace company in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, he basically builds components for space stations, inflatable components for space stations. He was also very, very, very into UFOs. And about a year and a half ago, I think he did an interview on 60 Minutes basically coming out and saying, yeah, I believe that, that there's UFOs. I believe that they're here. All of this kind of stuff. Now, when now that is kind of now, if you look at the kind of the perspective, is that he was working on this program at the time he made this interview. So Nobody he had insider knew, information. Yeah, he was yeah, he is the insider information. Yeah. He is the contractor that the government has basically given all of this information to from this program to he's basically the one doing the research for the program. So they have basically handed it over to a private corporation, which means that all of a lot of this stuff is probably proprietary information. And there was an opportunity for this man now to come out and say, okay, let's get this information out because he is a proponent of doing that. Let's do it. So it I think I think it was it was just a matter of opportunity. I think Luis Elizondo was coming up on on retirement. Uh, Hal Putoff has been working on this stuff for, for years. Um, and then, like, he, Well, the, the current American government, love him or hate him, I think he went in there saying he wanted to release uh alien info ufo info what we don't know like they went into that so i i believe like i also believe that uh uh to the stars came out only because like pretty much if you come out with something that the government doesn't want you to come out with it doesn't come out they Mm -hmm. kibosh it they or you come out with it and then you disappear you know what i mean like they but if you come out but but if you if you take a bunch of people who um, and, and we're, yeah, no, we're not, we're not talking about like some low level. No, these are all like head of their department. Yeah, who, who might, people. who might have like stumbled upon some information no, no, all and they get done. iced Yeah, and you know, and then everybody's like, Oh, so-and-so researcher got, got suicided because yeah. he got too close to the if thing. If Luis ended up dead. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot of fucking questions. If like any of these guys his, end up if dead. His Mercedes just takes a left into a tree. No brakes. Yeah. There's going <laughs> to, yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about people who are too high level. For something like that to happen, to. yeah, yeah. So, see, so to a degree, you gotta like. To me, I I believe them in that sense that it's like you you have seen the shit, and now you can come out and talk about it, yeah. and that's great. But, but but I guess my point is that like, if the government really didn't want that to happen, they would have just 
shut down the academy right there. They would have been like, look, bud, you can't do this. We I don't do think this. they could have. No? No. I, I, and I don't think they could have because their first the first thing that they did was they made it a public company. Yeah, that was a big deal. That's, so, that's huge. So the government, which makes it way, way, way harder for the government to come in and try to shut something like that down. Because, yeah, you're no longer a private company anymore. Now you got to deal with, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. you got to deal with stockholders. you got to deal with investors and stuff like that. The government can't go in and, and just take something like that down. There's Oh, the ripple effect would be huge. Yeah. And and because they're they're not releasing any information that isn't in the public is that isn't in the public domain yet. They haven't released any information that hasn't been in the public domain yet. So they could just be skirting the system in the Ex- sense it's that it's exactly like, what they're doing. And exactly what they're doing is they're slowly bringing this stuff out so that people can have a general idea of what's going on at the start. And then what they're doing is they're slowly feeding information to the public so that people have more and more understanding as it goes along so that it's not like the bomb drop. It's not like it's not like a president walking an alien out and being like, yep. Guess what? It's real. Yeah, we're buddies. What, yeah, guess what? We're a farm and, you know, here's the owners of the farm. The and, reason we have you know, Or, you know, that is, kind of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's they're Basically, they're coming out and saying, okay, the shit in the sky you're seeing is real. We don't know what it is. No, we're actually, trying to find out. <laughs> The fact that you bring that up, do you think the way they introduce, and this is really weird, but like Marvel movies, the way uh, I just watched Spider-Man Homecoming, and the whole reason that I brought this up is because they were about to introduce Peter Parker as the next uh, the next Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. So do you think maybe they do this stuff as a way to kind of, like you're saying, you know, just slowly introduce the idea that crazy shit is real. You guys don't need to freak out yet, but... Guess what's going down? You know what I mean. We got this. So this, what you're this. saying is, are they are are, are they, they putting making it through Marvel? Movies? Are they making Marvel superheroes aliens the alien powers, buffer the alien buffer more mainstream currently? Star so that Wars, Marvel, DC, the X Files, so that just came the, back. Well, but if you look at all the if you look at like when the amount of it? supernatural shows on TV now, it's amazing. Like shows dealing with supernatural aliens. All of that kind of stuff. There's tons of them, tons of them on on the air right now, like everything, right? But, you know, and that may be be part of the slow disclosure, right? That might be like, okay, we have to, you know, you kind of have to kind of take a look at like the the storyline of it, right? So you look at like 1947, Aliens Crash in Roswell, or if that happened or whatever. And you have to take a look at, okay, well, what did they find out? What did they find out there that led to where we are now so you know did they find out that aliens are they're bad this was like a scout ship they knew that they were here to kill that a hundred years down the road we're going to encounter these things in a more massive scale so maybe we got to slowly like bring ourselves up to their technology so that we can match them or did they find out that these are you know these are beings from our future where we fucked up our planet and now we got to slowly work our way up to the point where we're trying to fix shit because something that we did back in in those days set a course of something we did in 2020 really screwed up set a timeline yeah you know, set a like, timeline to where things got things got fucked up and now we got to we got to try to find a way to veer from that you know like what about like the atomic bomb you know like what what if the atomic bomb did something that we don't realize what if it fucking ripped a hole in in space time and that's why fucking that's why aliens Japan's are crashing so advanced. Now. that's well, why that's Japan's why, so advanced or yeah or maybe that's why aliens are crashing maybe because we opened a doorway to that 
Hmm. Maybe that <laughs> sucks them through every exactly. Time they go Who by, knows right? what that that you know that that kind of power does? Maybe it rips holes in dimensions. What what is CERN doing? You know Ooh. what is you know what are all you know? So you kind of you know it's, it's a kind of a hodgepodge of what could be and what couldn't be. Uh, but I think they're going about it the right way by going, okay, we have to do this research. We have to do it properly. We can't just jump to aliens. We can't just jump to interdimensional we can't jump to time travelers because we don't know nobody knows what's going on we have to look at it in a way where we go okay we know it's there we found the problem now we have to research this problem we have to look at okay what are they what what are what are we observing and from those observations what can we surmise about these about these things see and one thing that really pulled me into like the realm of uh, you know the believing was that you know um <clears throat> We talk about Nassim Haramian sometimes. Yeah. He actually just posted on his social media about the To The Stars Academy that he was really excited about how they were kind of, you know, pushing the boundaries and like kind of putting this in the forefront of people should be looking at this. Yeah. And that was kind of something to me where I was like, wow, I I personally really think that Nassim is a very smart, intelligent man. And he is about the theory of everything. And he is about, you know, everything is uh, together and there's this common thread of just this one thread through humanity that is just so true and he jumps on this and i go okay there's there's validity to this now you know in my mind because yeah, exactly. there's there's somebody who again is a scientist that i know of of today's day and age that i can say you know that isn't bill nye or that isn't whoever but a but a real scientist who really lives this stuff every single day that comes out and says maybe i should take this a little more seriously well and and that's exactly what happened to me when i saw who's on the board of like to the stars i was like hal put off you know dr gary nolan um you're you're looking at like like i said some of these people who are like absolutely like well respected like there's you know um dr paul rapp who works in like brain function and consciousness and you know he's on the team and, now when you talk about the consciousness stuff because you kind of got into that with jesse a little bit are you talking about like waves? Like, are you talking about like being able to, you know, like gamma, theta, delta, beta waves, like stuff like that? Like, are you talking about consciousness altering like that? Like, like if you get on a delta wave, you can like move yourself kind of to another, like, you know, like astral planes. You know what I mean? I, I'm kind of, I'm thinking like about that? consciousness more in a way that, in uh, consciousness in a way of perception. And I think that. Because um, we were talking about kind of consciousness-driven vehicles too at one point, right? Where we yeah. were talking about like no toggle switches, no buttons, no nothing. Just get in, put your hand on the machine, and kind of kind of District Nine ish, where it's like you just put your hand on the machine and then you think about what you want to have happen, and that's yeah. happening. Yeah, it's like yeah, and that that's kind of hearsay. Um, but I mean, I mean, I, I'm talking about consciousness in a way that that whatever the phenomenon is can control, or not, I wouldn't say control, can make us perceive it in a way that is, um, in a way that in in whichever the way they want. No. So, you know, when when you like I said, and then like I was saying about like the UFOs, how people see like the they, triangle craft and the discs and yeah. the cigar shaped craft. Like they really. So you're saying like they really are a triangle, but they have the ability. I don't want to say technology, but they have the ability to take that shape from what we see and make it like a hot dog flying through the sky. 
or, or an what, airplane or whatever the fuck we want or they yeah. could disguise themselves as an airplane or wow. they could or it could be wow unicorns or it could be a fiery chariot or it could be a burning bush or it could be whatever see, your Mike, they Mike, can make us perceive it in however they want us to perceive it my question is 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 uh how do we know that aliens are are <clears throat> no not how sorry that was i questioned that very very wrong um i guess for aliens to actually build a spacecraft they would kind of have to be dexterous in a in a way that's assuming that they're touching anything right that, so they that's would have assuming, to be, yeah that's assuming that they they're, that, building, right? they're that, building it because everyone with their has hands this, though well, they, see, they can everyone, use their minds to move stuff that's if what they I, have the ability that's what i'm saying everyone has this idea of aliens being either little green monsters with the long fingers or hominoid of of some sort they would have to be kind of dexterous to be able to pick stuff up and and push buttons and build things with screens and i've always thought what if what if aliens develop differently what if they became like great big bugs because they got hard outer shells and they're tough that way and they develop their minds where they become what if the aliens are the ships oh shit that was <laughs> i didn't see that coming so what so what if what we're seeing uppercut so what, what if what we're seeing isn't isn't nuts and bolts what if what we're seeing is just actual consciousness oh so these beings are just consciousness and what if that the the they're interacting with us in a way that they need to give us something to perceive that we can look at it as a little bit more advanced than what we are instead of being a concept that we just can't understand so we're seeing to, it to, as physical to, to that's bring what us we along understand? to give us information to either help us or destroy us they're letting they're giving us ways to perceive them in ways that we can understand so these these things the triangle the disc the cigar shape the burning bush the fiery chariot it's none of those things yeah we're just perceiving it as that because they're giving us that they're giving us that perception they're Ooh. saying okay these people will relate on us in this relate to us in this way and see us as a higher being in this way so that we can kind of like i said either advance us or take us some take us in a direction wherever they want to take us but they can only do it in a they they can only do it in a way that we can perceive without having our minds like completely blown and being like or just coming to our this. own conclusion that it's not or real, coming right? to our yeah, yeah. So, like I said, you know, like throughout history, the burning bush, the fiery chariots, the cigar shapes, the discs and everything like that. They, they're doing that so that we can perceive it in a way that it's spectacular, but not unbelievable. So that, you know, so it might not be any, it might just be consciousness. It might, that the being might be the ship. The, so it might just be. That's fucked up. Something that can, you know. How many comic books have I read where the being is the ship? I think one of my favorite stories was Beta Ray Bill, where his ship was alive. Well, I was going to say, there's the, uh, I think it's All-Star Superman or something like that, where Manchester Black and all the other people are, like, fighting with Superman, and then they go back to the ship, and the ship winds up being just this 
huge like whale of a creature from another dimension and it's like yeah it's insanity that would be see that's what i always say i think that we've kind of been given this information and we've slowly released it in different versions throughout history so before it was a it was a philosopher who was given ideas and then it was materials and now you see it with tom DeLong and his his stars to the or academy to the stars they're gonna do books to the stars academy. they're they're gonna be doing movies and they're gonna be slowly releasing declassified information about aliens well and they're trying to build a ship yeah you know, so like they're trying seems... to they're trying to create recreate this technology so that they they're can... going the elon yeah. musk route in 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 my mind they're creating an avenue where they can they can engage the person who's intrigued about spaceships and building stuff because they're putting something physical to it. They're intriguing the person who likes to read about books. They're intriguing the person who likes um, conspiracy theories and declassified information because mm-hmm. that's their fucking glitch. Then they're they're engaging. They're the hitting person on who's, all they're all get- levels, which. If you were to come out and say, and they're making it so you real, can make money out of it, that's the way to do it. Well, I think I think what they're doing is I think I think they're 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 trying to be the guy who does the first backflip on a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're trying to open minds. They're trying to say we can do this, but nobody's doing it. So we're gonna we're, so we're gonna we're gonna give it a fucking try, and we're gonna try to explain it. We're gonna try to research it, and we're gonna try to build it. You know. That's that's really cool. I think. And who knows if you know, like, you want to go, you want to talk, like, you want to go into like the the future talk and stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the cause. Maybe this is the cause of what's happening. There, there's there's a concept in time travel that says you cannot go farther back in time than from than to where the um, technology is invented. Oh, that <laughs> makes fun. sense, though. So that you can only go as far back as to where the technology is invented. So basically, right? we haven't created time travel yet, or we have, or but... we have, or or we've or or we've or we've broken the or we've broken into the technology that makes it possible, um, and that maybe this phenomenon is part of that. Like maybe the phenomenon is is. You know, so who knows? Maybe like it's called like it's what is it? Retro causality. It's called. It's that the like, um, the cause comes before the cause. Well, it's hard to explain. I, I look it up. Look up retro, <laughs> retro causality. causality. It's hard to explain. Google it. Yeah, there it's hard is. to explain. Yeah, there it is. But you know, so well, it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying is that the you the the information needs to be there in order for you to go backwards. And you couldn't travel to the Stone Age because as you travel further back, it would actually start like Marty McFlying on you, like it would start disappearing on you because start making out with your mom. Well, no, but but but, <laughs> but, but but it would stop existing, right? Because it's it's like the typical, you know, if your mom and dad don't exist, you don't exist. So if the father and mother of the technology that makes this happen doesn't exist, you can't go back. You can't that go far. back that far because now it's uh, it's non-existent. So there is no going forward after that. So would you get locked in the time? Like, would you get locked in that time then? Or would it, would it be like I'm saying where it's the ship would just cease to exist and you would just kind of whoop? That's an interesting question. Yeah, it's something to ponder, right? Like, 
But say Roswell, say that was the crash that introduced that technology. So Roswell, alien crash, find out that it's not like flying between planets, that these people, that these, these aliens or these beings are using these craft as time machines to come back and forth. So now we have the technology. So before 1947, you hear scant accounts of stuff being seen in the sky Mm -hmm. after 1947 all of a sudden there's fucking fleets of shit in the sky people are seeing ufos left right and center because now we have the technology they can go back people from the future can now go back as far as 1947 so they can go back anywhere between 1947 and their time in that space that's why it's so busy so, all of a sudden. So all of a sudden, yeah. So all of a sudden now, Shit. after 1947, you see a ton of UFOs because we have the technology and the and and it, it advances as we go along. So now you start in 1947, you see like the... See, that's interesting because, Jesse, that, tie, that ties into the video that you shared with us the other day because the guy was talking about how these aliens can impregnate us or vice versa with with each other now he goes if if they were alien that wouldn't be possible but he goes if they can impregnate us now he seemed a little bit out there in his i said it was going to be in my dreams for a reason this guy he's that Kredo Matwa guy yeah Kredo Matwa whatever I, his name, I might be saying it wrong but he's an interesting character it was an excerpt from one of his videos and he was saying that the little green people are actually us from the future coming back. Mm-hmm. Now he talks about genital mutilation and impregnation and all sorts of weird shit. But he said well, he's, that he's a shaman from South Africa, so you kind of you got to put that into consideration too. That like that's his experience, so that's his take on the whole thing. Precisely. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Sorry. So yeah, you put a little background there, and it makes a bit more sense. But uh, yeah, he was talking about the impregnation factor of it, which kind of which kind of ties in because if it is actually us from the future, and we were like, yo, this this history chick's pretty hot, we should fool around or whatever, right? It makes some what a sense if you're gonna take two stretched out theories and put so them together. Can we Calgary job shop that for a minute? What if the reason that we can breed with extraterrestrials is because we're extraterrestrial? Would that make us extraterrestrial even? What if well what if we were planted here by them in the beginning? Oh that's a weird like incestual loop. <laughs> right? What if the reason that we can breed with extraterrestrials is because originally we were from an extraterrestrial planting. Well, they just found out that uh, humans uh, mingled with more than just Neanderthals. You Neanderthals. shared that, yes. Uh, we were mixing with all kinds of people. Basically, well, we're the, just a bunch mostly of mostly the, the Denisovans yeah. from from like the India, like uh, it's India, China, Russia. There was a, a kind of an offshoot of human type people that were not. Neanderthals, but they weren't humans. They were considered. They were called Denisovans, and that in in certain points of history, not just one point in history, but certain points in history, humanity interbred with them, as well as as Neanderthals. So that you know, humans aren't just a separate chain. No, we fucked from, around. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're we're a conglomerate. Of, we're a shit mix. We're, yeah. you know, we're the we're the mutts of of bipedal species, right? You know, like we're 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 the mating of a bunch of 
human, a bunch of human type beings that created humans. Everything that was in the realm of able to reproduce together probably did. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of exactly. like we did what we did to dogs, but we did it to ourselves. Kinda, or like, <laughs> how many though? How many? How many roads led to like the whole jackass donkey road where it was like, yeah, these two species fucked, and then. That was it. Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought, but, but what for if a that's, split what second, if that's, I thought you meant jackass, like the no, no, fucking no. TV show. No, no, but what if that's where jackass you get elongated skulls from? And I know that's mostly people wrapping their babies' heads in friggin'. Oh, the Nazca skulls are, are. But like, what if that? What if? What if those skulls that we're finding are just an offshoot of unreproducible uh, people, where a Neanderthal fucked a a monkey for the better term? You know what I mean? Like a Neanderthal. Two species fucked that aren't, that can't give viable offspring, so they gave one, but now that one offspring is completely uh, they, like uh, so like the like then like how donkeys like, sterile, like the people sterile, sterile. Thank like you. the people Thank of NASCAR are like a colony of donkeys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, like in a less rude way yeah. to put it, but yeah, just they're they well, were an offshoot of species that yeah. can't, donkey and mule. Mule. Uh, um, it's the mule that yes. can't yeah. reproduce. So it's a, right? a mule is when a is when a horse and a donkey get together and have an offspring. And the mule can't. And the mule cannot reproduce. So uh, you will tell a mule it has. It looks like a great big donkey usually, and it's got a dark stripe down its back. So what? And that's if, how you tell it's a mule. So but yeah, if, let's take those same Alberta knowledge. Let's take that same concept and put it to people. Straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah, but but what if these people were bred to be mules? Oh snap! Yeah, what if that was on purpose? Yeah, to just they they knew they had a purpose. They knew they had to get a message across, and they knew that they weren't producing, so they had to get their message across. That would suggest in a certain amount of time, right? That would suggest that we had a lot more going on in our head at the time than. than and I a totally lot believe that too. Like when for. you when you think of Neanderthals or like early early people, I don't think of them as stupid people. Whereas a lot of a lot of the way they go is that oh they just weren't educated or whatever I believe that they were just as educated as we are but with the facts that they had at the time. Well, you can look at places like Gobekli Tepe too, right? Where you look yeah. at places like that. Great pronunciation. Well, and it's and it's it's one of those places where they say it's so far back that none of this should exist, yet all of it exists there. Right? Why like, does oh, yeah. the Sphinx have watermarks on it? Well, but but Waterware, but even right? but even like, but even socially, like we were talking, Darren and I were talking about the agriculture side of that, where it totally redefines how civilization's set up now. When you look at Gobekli Tepe, because it is kind of not backwards, but it's kind of folded in on itself on how they developed, because they didn't settle and then they didn't do agriculture like in the proper step, right? Like, yeah, it's it's all because the way that they kind of look at at civilization is they go, okay, nomadic peoples. Um, something happens with the nomadic peoples where they gather together and create agriculture. Um, agriculture then creates civilization. Because when you're hunter-gatherers, you're constantly on the move looking for food. Looking you're nomadic. For, you're nomadic. And, and you don't, you basically, you don't have the time to create civilization. Uh, Mongolians, people, essentially, yeah, right? They don't have the time to create civilization. They, because, because they... They fucking pillage. Well, yeah, but they can't. What they can't do is they can't feed a workforce. So the whole aspect of, of what civilization uh, civilization is is that people have to come together and create agriculture because agriculture then creates a food bank, a bank of food 
where you can use that food to take people off of scavenging for food and go, okay, you're not going to hunt and, and, and be scavengers anymore. No, we're going to we can we can, we can we can now have enough food that we can go, okay, now you're going to build. We can support a building, a building society, and then that society progresses from there because that's where when you say breeding mules just shocked the shit out of me because i'm like well that's how they built it all they just had a couple of a few yeah a few uh, really well, strong and, neanderthal and, and women that, goes, that strong... goes into the whole zachariah sitchin right just... that whole zachariah sitchin where these beings came down the anunnaki came down and took the the lower more ape-like people and infused their DNA into it to create a race of people who were able to understand and work, but were not as strong or didn't live as long as, you know, or weren't as mighty as what the Anunnaki we were. Flaws. And then, but they created so much, so many of these people that they turned against them. They rebelled. The Anunnaki had to fuck off, so they took off. They left all of this pyramids and all of this advanced technical stuff, and then humanity carried on after that. I think, and what what, what I think happened was, is that pre-Ice Age, we, we, I think we have a whole part of our history that we, we don't, we, that we don't remember. And like Graham Hancock says, we're a species with amnesia. That before the Ice Age. Beautiful. When you, when you think about how long humans have been on this earth for and our recorded history and how long it's taken us for, to get from hunter-gatherer people to people who can put people in space. It's pretty quick in the grand scheme of things, it's, right? It's, it's a very short period of time like, in, the, in, the grand, in the grand scheme of things. We're looking at 12,000 years. 12,000 years from when we went to from um, being cavemen to being as advanced as we are now and yet now, dinosaurs as, were around for how long yeah and they now as a species as a species we've been around for a shit ton longer than that who's to say that we haven't had cycles of what we've gone through now mm -hmm. like great technology cycles of like yeah and 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 people say well there would be there would be signs of that well there is signs of that. There's the Sphinx. There's the pyramids. There's uh, Golbeki Tepe that show, and 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 the far, it, basically the farther down we dig now, the more we're finding out about humanity. We're finding out that people we had thought that um, that people had only been in the Americas for a certain period of time. Well, now they're finding settlements in on the coast of BC and things like that that are pushing that. Back. Nova Scotia, the Vikings were there probably long before Christopher yeah, Columbus. So way was there, right? before so, if you watch Adam ruins everything Christopher Columbus it'll change your so, fucking life. So you know who's who's to say that that humanity at one point didn't get to a point that they were way more technologically advanced than we are now. And and you know what you look at now like let's say 100 years from now most of the shit we have will be gone. It'll be biodegradable. It'll be like you, plastics last forever, but they don't last forever looking like they did. Looking they, like plastics. Exactly. Well, look at all the look at all the um, comets and asteroids that have hit the Earth. There, there's nothing says that we couldn't have had a civilization just like we have now. That was completely wiped out. Completely right? vaporized by an asteroid. Exactly. And then we started over. There's been what five mass extinctions on this planet. So that we that we know that of, we how the fuck do we right? have any record of what was before the first one? Well, see, and that's like, and that's one of my favorite arguments because there's a they have a paleontologist that comes on to Joe Rogan, 
and they start talking about the big bone debate between Ogden and Farnsworth. And it's it's just one of those things where, you know, the the big argument is, well, your dinosaur bones are fake because you didn't actually unbury them. You just dug a hole in the ground and put them there and said that's what these are. Oh, but, re- but, yeah, but the paleontologist has the perfect kind of retort for that is civilization is not just going to start digging into the ground for no reason. Someone found Someone something. Someone found something, yeah. and then it provoked many other people to start digging into the ground. There's probably some dude and now, found a skull or well, a hand and or now, something, right? And now it, it was the guy who did the backflip on the motorcycle. Yeah. You know, like, and, it's uh, the guy who found the bone. It who is. was like, well, you know, like, and... And then he probably started doing this with his yeah. hands. Oh, and all of a sudden there's this big lizard-looking skeleton type thing, and they're like, okay, well, fuck, now... And Let's shit, look like, for well, more of this. Yeah, shit. we need, now we need a tool that helps us get down further, and yep. boom, shovels are. Well, and that's and that's and that's the part where I'm I'm agreeing with you, where it's like you know the digger we deep in the the deeper we dig the into digger we deep. the digger we deep the deeper we dig <laughs> into the earth, the more we will find because, like, look at the Grand Canyon. You think the Grand Canyon was always that tall? No, that's earth just covering and laying and going and laying and la- so that's what made things, that hole. things get buried, right? Yeah. A river. Well, a river, a river made that whole erosion, but it's because the river was running and things were building around it. It's not because the river was running on top and then went down. Right? Things were things were there. That's why you can look back in the layers of sediment in the Grand Canyon and see here's all these things because So it went things, up. Yes, instead the, of going down. Yes, the earth builds from the center up. The earth doesn't build from the outside down. But wouldn't a river cut? Well, a river does cut. That's right. So there was layers there oh, the, the until river. the river yeah, diverted, okay. oh, oh, yeah, okay. and now it starts now, cutting yeah, through. Now right? I get what you're saying. Okay. So, but that's what, the, that's what it is. You can't look at the surface and go, oh, well, this is all we're ever going to know. right? That's why it's crazy that people want to go into space. We can't even go seven miles into the earth to look at Mariana's Trench at the bottom and know enough about that. Yeah, we want to go 14 miles into space. Well, we know more about our solar system than we know about our oceans. Yeah, like that's crazy. Which is nuts. That's, that's insane. Like, that's man. nuts. Like, why? Why aren't we going deep? Like they, I think I, I, I might be totally wrong on this statistic, but there's, it's like a very, very low percentage of the oceans have actually been, like. Have, yeah, have actually been yeah. like explored, explored, and like discover, discovered. Yeah, exactly. Per like se, a very right? low percentage. Like we're talking like under twenty five percent. We laser, know, like, we lasered what we could, but no one's been down there. Yeah, like, no, no one's, no one's been down there. But that's again, that comes back to like the Baltic Sea anomaly, right? You can see yeah. stuff that's like, and all these things that they're finding off the edge of Japan now, and all these uh, different maybe, civilizations. Maybe, maybe, these, and, maybe, maybe these UFOs are just sea, like undersea people. Maybe they're octopus, or maybe. At one time, there was a civilization that knew something was coming, that knew there was a comet coming. Had the uh, had, like us, we we could see it coming, but maybe they weren't advanced enough. But see, to, that's the crazy to, part to not be advanced enough it. because they know that the Earth is round and how the fuck like Yo, wait, wait, there's wait. so much that they know that they I can't hear this. know. Hold on. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go I on. want. I want to hear sorry, this. Sorry. Yeah. They so, couldn't stop it. So and and they couldn't stop it. So maybe these people went underground. Maybe they went underwater. Oh. And maybe they just stayed. Maybe they just stayed there. Maybe they were like, okay, we. This is our civilization now. We live in these domes, underwater, where these fuckers who are fucking shit up upstairs can't get to. 
and we're just going to stay down here and we're going to pop up every once in a while and we're going to go visit these folks and we're going to say stop fucking around. So you're talking like real life Atlanteans. Yeah. Like like comic book Atlanteans but like Mer- but like Mer- well, yeah, not not like people not, with tails fucking yeah, no, swimming no, around no, and no, but people who can, and shit. Yeah, but people who can survive. Pe- or people or no, just people who are living in under like in domes. Maybe they maybe they have dome cities under under the water. There's there was a really really interesting book called uh The Crypto Terrestrials. And the Crypto Terrestrials was written by, um, I, I'm totally forgetting names. Um, well, I can look it up. And uh, he's he 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 passed away in uh, I think it was 2011. The the gentleman who wrote it, but it kind of de- delves into that type of stuff. Like, what if what if the aliens aren't from another planet? What if they're from here? Well, there was that video not too long ago, actually, of um, they had that video of the alien that came back that said, yeah, I am from here. Yeah. And it was like, you know, and again, I don't know. The so vo- the guy the, that claimed he was like a couple hundred years old. Like the, well, the, the, alien, well, the alien interview where yeah. it's like the black and it's all weird and sketchy. Yeah, and he's, and he's, and he's like, he's and like I came back because I'm this civilization from the future. I'm coming back right now, kind of like what we've been talking about. I'm coming back right now to tell you guys, listen, if you do this and this you'll wind up looking like us. Like, this is not something that's good. I'm coming back to warn you. Mac Tonys. Mac Tonys, yeah. So, but yeah, we've... we've A brilliant seen. man. He did uh, his blog. Um, is actually still online. And it is well, well, well worth worth reading. It's... um. And what's his name again? Po- post, uh, post... His name post is... Post Human Blues or something like that, I think Mac it's called. Tonys. Mac, Mac Tonys. Mac Tonys, okay. Uh, yeah, just Google... It'll take you right to. You can get his book off Amazon. You can check out his wiki, which will take you to everywhere you got to go. Yeah, fucking right crazy. Brilliant guy. Died way too young. He probably would have um, would have went on to do amazing, amazing things. That guy. But was it a suspicious death? No, no. He um, he had a. Uh, I think it was a brain hemorrhage or something like that. Just speaking of, out of the blue. Speaking of untimely deaths, who just uh, Graham Hancock's buddy? Um, just passed away. Uh, Stephen Hawking. West. Well, <laughs> West, but no, yeah. but yeah, John Anthony West, yeah. right? Like oh he, shit, that's right. Like, we haven't get like we'll give a shout out, like rest in peace, John Anthony West. John like, Anthony that's, uh, West. We that's talked a big, about it. That's a big loss because he was one of the big guys in saying that. Well, he was doing tours. Well, he was doing tours. Yeah, he 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 was he was very close with uh, Graham Hancock and um, Robert Shock and uh, Duval or Bouval. Um, and he was very involved in that whole, like, the Sphinx has weathering, um, you know, Egypt being way more ancient than it was, actually is. He was and, part He was part of the crew that was uh, looking at going underneath the Sphinx, if not, didn't Anthony West get under the Sphinx? He, he was trying to do, yeah, they were they were all trying to do research, trying to find out, like, what was under the Sphinx, what was under the pyramids, all Why that Why are they so there. against the truth? Why are, why are Egyptologists the, so against going against their already, like... Like, so the same like more, reason people reli- get upset. They're more religious than they are scientific. Well, it's the same it's reason ego. people get upset when you tell them Jesus isn't real. It's because this is what they've invested everything in. That's what they've built. But to me, wouldn't that just switch what Egyptology is? It wouldn't well, get yeah, rid that's, of it. That's the whole thing. It, it wouldn't it, get it rid of it. It switches what it is. It would because, switch and, it, right? And that, they are what it is. That's what scares them. And that's what scares them. It, it's, like any, it's like anybody who has a, has a predominant theory and... They'll they'll fight for their theory, even if they know they're wrong. 
they'll fight for it because they they don't want to. so much time invested in this. But, exactly. But at the same time, isn't Egyptology about discovering what it was, not what you think it was? That's what it should be. But if, <laughs> if, 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 Egypt, is, if Egyptology but. has taught me anything, it's that there is no right answer right now. Yeah, but like, what it's taught me is they think they have the right answer. And they, no, nobody. They, they shut nobody down. Thinks, nobody thinks they have it. the right answer. It's just that nobody Ooh. wants to admit uh, they're wrong. That? No, who is that? No, there uh, are guys. There are the former head of the Egypt, the yeah. the museum. Zahi Was. Yeah, he he has he has his idea of what happened, and you better not fucking cross any other line of what he. Oh, says he would happened, he right? he would completely shut people down. He would ban people like. Uh, Baval and Shock and Graham Hancock all at, all at one time. Like, have you heard, have you ever seen the video of uh, Graham Hancock and Zahi Hawass like arguing in the middle of a like a conference? No, no, I haven't seen that <laughs> one. Oh, that would be it, fun. It's brutal. It is brutal because like, it, and they're getting into it. It is like just them sitting in a conference hall, like those two, and they're like they're calling each other names but, like it, but you it, think it, about it, that. it almost got violent the thing like, is that you look at graham hancock like, graham hancock was i think ready to like knock uh, him out well like, he should have because if you look at the way people argue to things there's people like graham hancock's arguing there could be something else yeah whereas he, the other guys uh, zawa ziwa zawa zahi, zahi. I, I think that's how it's pronounced I'm he's arguing that it, his we'll his just call him thing, zed zed is arguing that his method is true whereas graham hancock's like wait look there's there could be other things so you almost always got to take the guy who says, I'm right no matter what, as like, mm, are you? Are you right no matter Isn't what? Isn't that a funny way to take a stance on something when it's not religious? The he- because, that is well, exactly because, what they're doing. They're taking a religious stance. No, no, no. Yeah, but, exactly. But what they- I'm saying, Jesse, is is you have the capability of looking at that situation from both sides. You can You can consciously take a look at that situation and be like, why does he not see it like he's just – adding more to this why can't you see that changing the 40 50 60 70 years you yourself have invested in this why can't you see that it's adding on to it and it's funny i appreciate that you can see it like that because when you tip when you put religion into it people immediately go no 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 whoa, 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 that, that, god's real and this is why you're saying different than me shut the fuck up whoa not cool. You can put that into politics right now, too. But that's kind of what that Z guy's doing. Right? You can take that into politics even even right now. If if you take uh, the SJW liberal super stance, if you don't agree with what I'm fighting for... You're racist and you're, you're a, Hitler. You're a racist Hitler Nazi. But, but just the, instant. But the other thing so is, too... Sorry, I'm just diverting to say that I appreciate that you can see both sides on something with the this much history to it. Because... That's advancing. That's moving everyone forward in my mind that we well, can see. But but the but the but the part of it add that, to it. The part of it that really gets me is that you know you're right. You can put this to religion and politics and stuff like that. But the reason that it's so aggravating in Egyptology is because there's evidence. Yeah, there is. There is unwilling there is to acknowledge palpable, the evidence. Well, but 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 there is. You go to any Egyptologist and you ask him about you ask him about um, what do they call it the. The, the tulip vase, the flower vase, that big disc with all the, the three folded in corners. It looks almost like a propeller, like a, nobody like a will submarine talk, propeller. Nobody will talk about that. And then you ask them to answer how they can find 40,000 plus perfectly shaped vases and bowls and cups and plates and all this stuff underneath pyramids. 
and everybody shuts up about it because they go, well, there definitely wasn't honey in it, and there definitely wasn't milk in it, and there de- and pe- who gives a fuck what was in it? Yeah, why how is the it fu- there? No, how the fuck did they make it? It's made mm-hmm. out of fucking stone, and it's perfectly fucking feathered inside. And so when you ask people about this. It's one of those things where yeah. it's like, listen. How do you go through such a tiny hole in the top yeah. of stone and then create a yeah, large and create a, basin? a perfect plate. Or a, and how I'm about the new void perfect, they just found? How about perfect. The, no, but how about that new void they just found in the Great Pyramid? Yeah. No, nobody's going to say a fucking... No Egyptologist is going to be like, well. But the crazy thing about that void in the pyramid is that Assassin's Creed actually... Had the void. ...actually guessed that that void was there. Before it was discovered. Oh, I, I just want to say the new Assassin's that. Creed game is awesome. But when, you could tour the pyramids. It's not technically legit, but it's cool. It's but when you, have, when you have a structure like that huge, that has very little space that you can kind of crawl around in. And you've already said it's three layers of different... Well, the, well not, not, the not, Egyptian, different, not the Egyptian. Not the Egyptian. In... in, in uh, in, in, in Chichen Itza. Oh, my yeah, bad. In my Chichen Itza, bad. The, yeah, the pyramid is, uh, it's like a triple pyramid. There's a little pyramid and then a bigger pyramid it's a on Big top Mac. and then a big one. It's yeah. a Big Mac pyramid. But the, like with the ones in Egypt, when you have when you have that that little space, and when you think about it, like all of that space, nobody knew all of that. Everybody probably, like before anybody ever went into the pyramids, probably, everybody thought it was just probably like a... Like a huge, yeah. tri- like a huge uh, pyramid. Like a big statue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty much, right? And then all of a sudden they found, oh, there's rooms in there, right? Some motherfuckers in but, here. Yeah, but like, when you, but when you look at like the amount of like the space that is taken up by those rooms compared to the amount of space in a pyramid, I think a lot of people have probably surmised that there's probably other stuff in there. There's probably other rooms, probably other chambers and stuff like that, right? Like, but don't we? It's have like a fucking hotel. Specu- speculating on a on a on a hidden chamber in the pyramid isn't. I don't think is. But speculating exactly where there's a hidden well, chamber. Well, maybe if you're getting it right. No, but why don't they let? Like the we have Simpsons technology, drama. right? Yeah. <laughs> we have no, but we have the technology to completely scan that pyramid. Do we not? Am I am I wrong in stating that that we could? We have the technology to put a giant rail system and a giant X-ray scanner around the whole pyramid. Not the whole pyramid, but we could take it piece by piece and do ground penetrating radar onto the whole pyramid right we could come up we could we could probably surmise but they won't let us do that they won't let the egyptian government is very tight on it yes why won't they let us do that i've thought because it changes their it changes the story (laughs) but that's the point but the thing is is that when egyptology out of like when you when you think of like archaeology and sciences and things like that egyptology has has turned itself more into a religion than a science. And yes. that's and that's why it's so hard to talk about it with these people. I was going to say Zahi that. And the Pope. Yeah, yeah because you it know? does change religion. If you say that these things happen and you say that this is what's going on, people are going to go, oh, well, that was the time when Jesus was supposed yeah, to be nobody alive. Wants or, proof oh, God's that was the time real. when Moses. Yeah, but uh, yes. these discoveries don't only change... They don't change only change human history. Yeah, they change human history. They don't only just change Egypt. No, it's... If, if, so, if, you, if they came out and said, well, you know what, the Sphinx... We thought it was built in 2500 BC. It was actually built about 80,000 years before that. <gasps> that totally fucks up human history. <laughs> like just, that, that, that's a, that's like, that's a bomb. Yeah, that that's opens like a, up. Boom. Okay. Everybody. That makes yeah, the people exactly. that we pay to be right. Oh, the pyramids wrong. are the pyramids are a hundred thousand years old, and they weren't built by blah blah blah. To me, though, why aren't boom. we going down that road? Because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. E- you, is it ego? There's so much there's so much money. There's so much ego. I feel like there's, there's so more much... money though in proving that you got schools based 
upon. Yeah, you got a whole curriculum. History. Not schools. You got not a whole just curriculum. curriculum. You not just curriculum. You have an entire industry, all the way down to tourism, toys, books, videos, movies. You have but now maps. you have a chance to just you double have, on it because now you're gonna write a whole new thing of that. You're gonna sell a whole new set of that. that you shit. have to try to make people believe. When this one is already ingrained in thousands this is, of this years, this is a hundred years in the making, Jesse. You got to remember that there's nobody alive right now that could argue what it, what is written right now. Like it's a it's a weird thing to say, but there's nobody alive from history right now that could argue and say no, no, you no, 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 no. Nobody. This isn't how 3, it is. Three thousand years old. Well, no, but not even three thousand years old. Think of it from the 1800s. Think of it from 1899. Until right now, how much has happened in the 1900s? I feel we have that, a better regulation of that. But there's, but that's what I'm saying. There's nobody alive that can confirm any of this right now. So any documentation that exists where it's like, oh, this yeah. is from the 1900s, like you know, typically a hundred years is about the max. You can't ask anybody five years. Yeah, silly but, you, but you can't ask anybody right now, like, hey, grandma, what was your favorite time of, silly of the 30s? Because nobody's alive from that time. Like, She's you know, like, it was the depression. It was the Great Depression. That was my favorite time. Ridiculous question. I don't question. know what that was. That's a bad thing. Camelot and and that type of the era. The Knights of the Round Table, medieval times. And Vikings were before that? Yeah. Were the pyramids the pyramids were obviously around then? The pyramids were around when Plato was around yeah. in Greece. Isn't the isn't the water damage not water damage, but isn't the the water erosion at it says at least twelve thousand years. Minimum twelve thousand years BC. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's what they say with the with the erosion that they found, and it's not on it's not really on the Sphinx. It's in the Sphinx enclosure. So the the Sphinx was dug out of out of uh, like a limestone that was basically like just a stone. So what they did is they dug down, and then they carved the Sphinx out of the, like the out, paws. The... Yeah, they carved it out of out of stone and basically just kind of like. It's in an enclosure, so all of that one time was all just stone and kind of the same out. way they chisel out obelisks. If you've ever seen that big laying down in the ground, well, what obelisk. about the, the the four dudes in the Mount Rushmore? Yeah, same, same idea. idea. Yeah, just, same kind of idea. Like carved, of uh, carved, carved out of like out of the rock. So they carved down, and then they carved the Sphinx in the middle, and just took all the stone out of that. So it, the the erosion is actually on the walls of the enclosure. So how does that happen? Exactly. Well, a first it has to happen before it has to happen after the Sphinx was built. Yeah. So now, if you like geologists like Robert Shock and stuff like that are going in there and saying, okay, well, we're we're looking at like twelve thousand to however many thousand, and he keeps pushing. He's doing more and more research, yeah, and he keeps pushing it back. He's every like, year. He's like twelve thousand. Right? Uh, could be twenty. You know, twenty thousand years ago and stuff like that. So BC, not twenty thousand years, twenty thousand BC. So yeah, twenty five thousand years ago or whatever. Yeah, the exactly. Math leads out to, and, right? and what are we comfortable with right now? We're comfortable with saying six thousand years old is is well, is man. After looking into this, this whole podcast taught me the first time, Darren, you were on. All the research I did is I do not believe the pyramids are as old as they're way older than they say they are just from the minimal research i did the first time you're coming on here just to see what's up there is no way those pyramids are 2500 bc the the egyptians chronicled everything 
like you know it's like the writings on the wall with the egyptians right the, the egyptians wrote on their fucking walls exactly everything <laughs> that they were doing all the fucking time they were probably very very annoying for that very purpose that they were they chronicled with, everything. god damn the egyptians they're fucking carving on everything they were yeah they were accountants with add just... yeah they just they wrote on the walls <laughs> they wrote on the walls everything that they were doing and everything like that nothing about the pyramids there's nothing that says talks about them building the pyramids. Now they talk about little shit, and they talk about their afterlife, and they talk about spiritual stuff and things like that. Now you think such a large accomplishment the, would have been documented? It's still one of the biggest structures. Yeah, around. We still can't do it now. So why the fuck aren't we talking about it? So yeah, or why are they talking about exactly. it? Exactly. So why why didn't why didn't they chronicle it? Why didn't they say okay? Why is there no like script? Why is there not nothing on a temple wall that says hey when we built this stuff? This is kind of how we did it. This is why we did it. This is what we did with it, you know, and things like it's that. It's our nuclear reactor. This has powered everything. Exactly. So, like, why, why didn't are they we do not? It? Why are the pyramids not our religion? Like, because if we can't fucking do it now, yeah. And and when they when they talk about it, like and, and like when uh, like the mine like the like the Mayans they like there's things about like Mayans where they were like no we we just moved in on them. like they're not Mayans sorry the um the ones in Peru uh, Nazca yeah the uh, like when you when you talk Inca? about when when you look at yeah the Inca like the Inca, Inca the Inca said like with with their um that what's that mountain top temple called uh, uh hold up is it the Gobekli no 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 that's Nazca, that's in Turkey. Ta- is that the one where everyone Instagrams the picture from on top of the stairs? Yeah. No. That's, uh, he's, he's thinking about the... Oh, is that Machu Picchu? Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Yeah. That, that, that they, 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 they didn't build Machu Picchu, that it was there. It was there. They, and they, they admit took that. it over. Like, they admit yeah, that. That's and a lot, of these, a lot of these, you know... That's do, you think, do you think ancient Joe Egyptians Rogan's might just be, like, super conceited and be like... Fuck, nobody knows any better. We built this shit. Well, no, but that's but that's the big argument. That's is, Joe Rogan's that's, hilarious skit. That's the big argument right now is, is it Egypt first, or is it Sumerians first, or is it Mesopotamians first? Which ones actually knew what was going on, and which ones actually made well, don't what Mesopotamians happened? Mesopotamians date pre-Egypt? They do, by by a very, very... And again, that's just not, not, not new information. Time, that's just new information, though, right? Because you look at things like Baghdad batteries and stuff like that, where they have all the jars... Baghdad batteries? Yeah, what did you just say? They're yeah. called Baghdad batteries. I've so, never heard so, this term. So they're the, Egyptian batteries. So the real term is a laden jar. Because you're, you, you're an electrician, so this yeah, means so what, something. So what they do is they take, a, they take clay, they make a jar out of it, they fill it with water, and they put a copper... Uh, they put a copper... Line. Well, like, don't they fill it with something like something that's acidic, right? Well, like, they put in the, they, yeah, but, yeah. But what it is is it's wine. Or, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They put they put a water inside of it, and then they put like a lemon juice or something inside to have like electrolytes in it. But then they pour an oil on top because you need that barrier. I've made them out of glass. You can make them out of glass jars. You just line a glass jar with tin foil on the inside, tin foil on the outside, water, is it oil. A sustainable. Uh, what can you run off that? You can. So this is the thing. What can you run off that? Because when you if look at yeah, what because, can you run off? No, 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 no. It's 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 an if you it's a capacitor is what oh, it is. Okay. It's a battery. All okay. you're doing is building a battery. Okay. But this is the thing is that if you look back and you go, okay, these these technologies didn't exist. We talked about this last time Darren was on with about the pyramids, where it's like, show me the burn marks from the torches that were lit in the pyramids. There are none. You can't. So that leads me to believe, and that leads a lot of people to believe, that the battery sources 
for these Baghdad batteries, which were the clay jars with the water, with the electrolyte and the oil and the copper in it, right? Because what you're so doing... So glow out no, it, of the jar? It doesn't glow because it's not a light. What it does is it... it it provides builds, electricity. It builds for a, a charge on the outside of the jar, and it builds a charge on the inside of the jar because you have because you have different you have different <laughs> charges, right? A negative charge, a positive charge. You're creating batteries. Okay. So what a lot of people think is that like now, if we had a dark basement and we wanted to light it up, we would just string lights through it, right? We would just go and get a bunch of lights and string them up, and there we go. So, so kind of like the Tesla. So that's what they think happened in the pyramids was that they had like a bunch of these wood headlights, right? Like a bunch of these just lights. Jars I, call, I call them pushing out but, electricity. But no, not jars. Oh, so I'm, light I'm not bulbs, understanding this. Right. But lights, like they had. So the, they had light bulbs. They had light bulbs that they could use that were powered by these Baghdad jars to light up the hallways. And now were they powered in a sense that they just hung them and then yes. the light. The, the Baghdad batteries would give enough energy to well, light they, those they light bulbs? Well, they would tie it into it, right? They would power it. Okay. But then okay. you start the argument of they shouldn't have had copper because all they had was the ability to have lead, so they shouldn't have had gold, so they shouldn't have... Because weren't there tools, copper, and that's why there's just such a big feat to do this, is that copper lasts about four hits, and then you got to get a new copper yeah. chisel? Yeah, but that's... So they had copper. Well, they had it, but it's but it's the ability to know that this Stick is the, the... Well, but this is a... This is a um, this is a characteristic of copper that we can conduct through it. That we can. So now uh, they know about electricity. So, so they now get that feeling that oh, they don't okay, need look. fire because they know about electricity. Like it, it, it messes you up totally when you get really deep into thinking about like you reverse engineer it. Now, now, just playing devil's advocate, could the soot have disintegrated over time? There and would nobody. S- just... There would still be markings, and there would still be some sort of. I don't know enough to say that there would or wouldn't, but could it have disappeared? I I don't think so because if you look at ancient cave systems um, where they have found um, ancient cave systems where they have found like remains of humans and stuff like that of people who lived in caves like uh, uh, cavemen and stuff like that they can they they know that there was fire in them okay because of the soot they, residue so there's there is tangible evidence it's of like ancient. It, it's like gunshot yeah. residue. And, on your and hand. this, and this stuff is that. thousands of years before the pyramids. So if, if so they're they, finding it in yeah. caves, then they should have found it in pyramids. Fair but there's enough. no trace of it. In the no, yeah. No, that, like, no that, trace that, of no, carbon. Not exa- that, no, that's no the answer right there. Carbon, right? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. So, okay. So it's just a weird so thing, right? what the right? fuck was going on? Well, that's, like, but it's just a weird thing, right? Because then you get into things of like alchemy and like, you know, were they really making gold out of lead? Were they really doing this? Because you have to think they had... They had the ability to use electricity. So were they electroplating lead to make it gold at the time? Because did they know about electroplating? Because they said that they had the ability to to make gold. Like so Well, it, but they also said that the, and that's one of the reasons like for when they talk about the big dad batteries, they say, Oh, well they used them to electroplate. Like to do like simple electroplating and stuff like that. But that makes them sound like but, they're but the they stupidest can, people but, in the but world. Show me something that was that old that's been electroplated. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. So I, it wasn't used for that. It was used for something else. Yeah. It was, it was used to power something. Yeah, it and the theories used... that they fall back on, they go, well, it has to be the bag. It's like the Egyptology thing. Well, those, those clay jars, they just exist. We're not going to talk about how. They just did it. And we're not going to go. Well, and the Antikythera mechanism. Like, yeah. Fucking computer. Like, this thing was. The big, huge countdown clock that they had that, yeah, it was built out of stone, right? This big. No, it, it, well, it was built out of brass. And. But oh yeah 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 and, and it was it, it was it was a cosmic computer it, it could could predict 
eclipses. It could do like just amazing, like just this it amazing. It was dialed computer. in. This is the one that they built out of that they built out of Lego, right? And they made the same thing kind of out of the connects and Lego blocks to show you like this is how the gears were kind of interwoven. I think yeah, I think I've, I, they've they've done reproductions of it. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. that and comes, figured out that exactly comes down how to it math, worked. right? Like that just comes. Well, but that's to math, the but that's right? the thing. That's why you have to think of civilizations. You know, when you say like, okay, civilizations were as smart as we are now, but they just didn't have the ability to have these tools. Math is the key to all this because math isn't something that's discovered. Math is the like, oh, I I invented math. Math is something that exists because there's physical laws it's of nature. It's a universal nature. language. But the but it's a law, right? Things like have to or aliens we'll contact aliens via math. Yeah. Or we'll talk to Well radio radio math, signals right? radio signals, that huge giant radio what? thing that they turn and they pick up all those like that one little bloop that they just picked up, that A B C thing. Yeah. That's all math. That's what was all it, math. What was it that was said that was uh if you if you were to remove something, but you did science all over again, no, that you was the yeah, exact so that same was, results. That was the theory that if you took the Bible away and you took all religion away and made it so that nobody knew what religion was, and you took all the math away in the world and made it so that nobody knew how to do math, <laughs> the math would come back to be exactly the same as it is now because it it is so. Like, it just is so. One there plus is one equals two. There's no forever, doubt about it. Forever. And that's how you can prove it, that it's do, science. Do, Whereas religion, if you took it away, the theory is that because so much of religion has been man-washed and rewritten by man. All. Well. Not and, so much. And, well, all. And that's the all other, religion, religion is And that's the other part, man. right, <laughs> is that all religion had to have been documented by man or made up by man if you want to go that deep. We can. It was. But <laughs> but it has to have a common thread somewhere that this, this, like, that's the crazy part is that somewhere in time, what they say happened had to have, to a degree, actually happened. Hey, maybe Jesus was a nice dude. He built a lot of houses for people. And well, then someone's like, hey, I'm going to write a book about well, it. Well, and that's what I mean, right? Like, to a degree, and that's why I love Nassim, uh, Nassim Haramim so much, because he finds that thread of, like, to a degree, these things have to have really happened. Because it came from somewhere. Nobody, 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 and no group is going to sit down and go, all right, guys, we gathered here today. Let's fuck up humanity. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. how do we just extinguish everything we've come to be, right? Yeah. How do so, we do that? but that's the well, but, let's make but that's nukes. the crazy part. Let's make, we're there. Let's make nukes. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's give crazy people access to the most destructive, to crazy weapons. Yeah. Maybe these religious books are perceived accounts of history, but they can only, like I said, like we were talking about earlier, they can only perceive it through a certain eye. So now it's got to be some magical thing, but maybe it was just. Advanced technology. Exactly. That they didn't understand. So, so their perception of it was magic when it was really just advanced technology, and yeah. then you get into the whole ancient aliens. Well, thing, the, right? and, but <laughs> this leads into like, are we are we a petri dish? And they're just feeding us. Oh little Jesus, things. we're going they're down just... a dirty, rotten hole here. Yikes! It is. It's like <laughs> going to be like a little. We're going to see no light at the end of this tunnel. Are we the marble that hangs from the necklace of the cat and men in black? We're not. Okay. E we're not even the marble. We're a speck in that. In marble. the marble. Oh wow, that's God. deep. That's deep. Darren, any finishing words on the marble conversation? <laughs> on the marble conversation? Yeah, the marble conversation of we are just a dot on a speck in the marble of a dot on a speck. Speaking of which, sorry, before you go too far, and I on do believe, and on and on. I yeah. do believe um, Neil deGrasse Tyson had the best words for the passing of one of the top brilliant minds. 
Rest in peace, in Stephen Hawking, who uh, never won a Nobel Prize. The Mr. most brilliant man in the world. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did say from stardust to stardust, which I thought was rather appropriate for mm-hmm. for, for Mr. It Stephen It is appropriate. Hawking. If you want to check out Bearded Ruckus uh, Instagram, we have a hilarious post. Yeah, the Mr. very Stephen Ruckus Hawking. Sessions podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we renamed it. Yeah, we, we aligned everything. We aligned everything it. Everything is Ruckus Sessions podcast. Like yeah. the stars. Well, actually, that's kind of a lie. Everything is. It's really only Instagram. But here's the thing about Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Uh, you have you could have let's say we we have two hundred fourteen followers right now. Facebook wants me to pay to reach more than twenty of them. Oh, every single time. That's okay. We have Instagram followers, that and we Instagram love. is our that's our bread and butter. That's our bread and butter. That's where we're at, yo. So this here, we've we've kind of had it. We've covered a broad spectrum today, Darren. I think this is why you're. This is why I love having Darren on this the show. Is, I think Literally. Darren's the first three Pete. Darren might be the first three, Pete. Oh, maybe because you're interesting. Yeah, it is <laughs> our local well, consp- our local conspiracy exactly. guru. He knows but what's up. The, but here's the gig: today's not conspiracy theorists. This not is, really. No, this is legit information. This is this is real shit that's happening. This is yeah. Would you would you define these as conspiracies anymore, Darren, or is this like like what like what do you call it? Because it kind of bridges the gap. Right, it does. Yeah, well, with what they're doing with like the the two the stars, that's not conspiracy. That's that's science. That's scientific investigation into a phenomenon that we cannot yet define, and hopefully, there's going to be more insight into it. But we we're we're we are on the cusp of being able to kind of figure out what this is, and so it's science. It's it's not conspiracy theory. It's not, you know, it's not. Those Are, videos aren't fake. Yeah, th- those aren't fake videos. Yeah. Are there UFOs? Yes, there's UFOs. UFOs are no longer a conspiracy. Um, it's just where they come from, right? Where they come from, how long we've known about it and stuff like that. Those are the little conspiracies that feed into it. But it, essentially now we're looking at, yes, UFOs are real. They have admitted UFOs are real. What they are, we don't know. Who's driving them, Could we be man-made, could be Could be man-made, alien. could be alien, could be interdimensional, could be... Fuck, who knows frogs? <laughs> you know, it could be anything, Fucking really. Frogs. We don't know. We don't know what's going on with it. So we have to look at it as okay. Now there's going to be a progression of science into it, just like anything. It's discovery. It's science. Um, other things, yeah. There's there's a lot of conspiracy and other things. There's you know there's a lot of, but any any time you get into uh, hypotheticals, there's going to be that's that's the conspiracy theory, right? Is mm-hmm. that is is when you is when you get off the science and when you get into the into the hypothesis it's it, that's where you get into the they really should call it hypothesis theories well exactly because that's, that's kind of what it is right it's not a, well you know that's a very scientific are, approach right yeah there there are conspiracies uh, there there are people trying to cover things up and and there's conspiracy theories in in everything like with the like you know conspiracy theory in with the Egyptian stuff is Zahi Hawass that is a conspiracy there's a conspiracy to cover up it is it is it's something that is being done on purpose to hold back information that that, that is a conspiracy um, there is conspiracy in the UFO involvement there has been conspiracy up until now but it's 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 not we're talking you know we're talking about you know we're talking about how there, there is a, there is a, there is an alternate history to to humanity. We have found that out. Golbeki Tepe, like that, that proves it. It proves that there, that that there is no definite line of where civilization started because people thought it was 
the Mesopotamians, the Babylonians, that it all happened in that it all happened there at a certain point of time. But they've pushed it back, du- like basically double the amount of time. So we're saying it happened four thousand years ago. No, it happened twelve thousand years ago. That's a big jump. That's eight thousand years before we thought it actually happened. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That's a that's, huge amount of time. Big. What happened in that amount of time? What happened in that 8,000 years between Gobekli Tepe and the Sumerians? What happened? The space there. was built. There you know, go. like where, you know, yeah. and what happened previous to that, you know? That's true. So, you know, there's still, we're just, we're in the infancy of, of, of finding out what our history really is. You know what? That's kind of a great going. time to be alive right now. They talk it about is. when it's good to be alive. I think, I think the future, the, the present is the best time to be alive no matter what. Yeah. I guess we're at a point in our technology now where we can now look farther back into our history and dream farther ahead in, into the future. It's a very it's a very bright time. I guess I guess we can kind of wrap this episode up with with kind of leave you with the thought that you yourself should be thinking as as per the future, as for your past, you should kind of kind of enjoy the time that we're using right now we've got a lot of potential with 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 the human race and everybody at the moment i am i'm going the fucking jerry springer moment at the end of the show jerry's thought this is jerry's thoughts right here this is this this is cody's final thoughts this is cody's final thoughts hey we bite off everyone else we might as well get off jerry springer (laughs) chant my name when you hear this Cody, Cody, (laughs) Cody, Cody. Cody. The hookers start fighting. But no, like really, (laughs) this is, we're at a really awesome time. Like Darren said, we have the, we have the technology right now to not only progress us as humans, but to look back at our, our history and understand it and kind of see where we come from. We're in this almost, almost forward progressing conundrum where we can look at our past but still move forward and we still don't know our past and we definitely don't know where we're going. Well, I think as soon as we cut out the bullshit, we'll be able to figure out our past. You know what I mean? Like That's all that's also true. As soon as we cut out it. like, hey, God's probably not real. And if he is real, it's probably not what you think he is. It's we're a petri dish and that's some dude's science project. Or we're some dude's There's science a project. lot, there's so much to it. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is just keep an open mind and, yeah. and ask Do questions. Do your research. Don't be an Egyptologist. Keep your eyes to the sky. Open your mind. <laughs> hey, there you it's go. It's like the Lego movie where they talk about like Everything is awesome. Fourth dimension, uh, oh. the, like the, the builder, you yeah. know, like <laughs> the you know the the you know who who's seen the hand of the build, you know, like that's that's don't like use crazy fourth glue. dimension stuff, right? Yeah. Like Darren, that's deep, man. I think that's a good way to end this off. Ruckus session says, "Don't use crazy, glue. don't use crazy glue, and look for the hand of the builder, guys." But don't. you know what we do say to use Big, Big Dobbs, Dobbs Beard Bomb Promo code Ruckus, R-U-C-K-U-S, for a 20% discount at checkout. It pretty much eliminates our shitty dollar right now. Because bearded ladies and gentlemen out in the world, Mr. Alan Dobbs if provides... If you're a chick rocking a beard, fuck yeah, dude, get some. we got something But Mr. Alan Dobbs, he, he provides us a product that is not only homegrown and... like, Well, I say homegrown because it's homemade, but the guy puts a personal touch to it and, and he builds a... He lives, and, he lives and breathes his his brand. He does, and he also has one of the 
best damn beards I've seen around. So, Mr. Dobbs, a big shout-out to you for consistently supporting us here at Ruckus Sessions. We love you lots. Alan, you're the best. You are the best. be sure to check us out on Instagram. I think we're going to start doing lives because uh, it went really well this time. Yeah, that was pretty nice. So, we're going to promo it up. Yeah, we We had had a few people checking us out. Shout-out, everybody. Steve. Um, Right on, Steve. Good for your question, uh, It was Matt. Matt. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Steve. You didn't get your question read. Yeah, Matt. Uh, but it was cool. So check us out on that, and we will catch you guys later. Adios, y'all. Thanks for coming by, Darren. Thanks for having me. <laughs>